Blog Talk Radio. Those people seem very odd, budget artists. They've all been to the place that sends you mad. The place that sends you mad? Yes, and you'll have to go in there as well. That's your next task. What do we have to do in this place that sends you mad? Oh, nothing much. You have to obtain a certain permit which will then allow you to go on to the next task. I see. Nothing but a simple administrative formality. That's right. A formality. A simple formality. You merely have to ask for permit number A38. All right, Obelix. What is it? We want a copy of permit number A38. What a visitor in Gary Nowhere sent it to the wrong place. You need to ask at the Harbour Master's office down at the port. What? Uh, no, uh, we don't want to register a galley. We want a copy of permit number A38. The port. You'll find it at the other end of town. It's down by the seaside. We don't want to go to the port. We want a copy of permit number A38. A? Permit number A38. Here, there's no need to shout. What manners? Where do you think you are by Jupiter? Applied window number one. Left-hand corridor, last door on the right. Got it? Last door on the right? Last door on the right? There is no door on the right. Uh, he must have got it wrong. Let's try the door opposite. And who gave you permission to come into my office? Oh, uh, we're looking for window one. Consult the floor plan on the sixth floor. And close the door. Impertinence. Now, where were we, Miss Arnica? <sighs> These stairs are pretty steep. Carry on. One? No, this is the fourth floor. We want the sixth. <sighs> ah, this is the plan. Can't make it out at all. Oh, no, here it is. Window number one is on the ground floor. First corridor on the right. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
your business? We just want a copy of permit number A38. You have been misdirected. You have to apply to window number two. Next door to this one? No, that one is window eight. I can't remember where they put number two. Ask them at the desk. But, but... Where's window two? I've already told you once the port is down by the seaside. But I don't want the port. I want... Now, gentlemen, do come down. Some of us are trying to work. From the House of Representatives, the 59th Congress, Second Session, Citizenship of the United States, Expatriation, and Protection Abroad, letter from the Secretary of State, submitting report on the subject of citizenship, expatriation, and the protection abroad. Page 459, Section Morocco. Morocco. Sir, there are strictly speaking no Moroccan laws relating to the citizenship of Moorish subjects in Morocco. The fundamental laws of this non-Christian country are based entirely upon the Islamic code, no part of which treats of the subject of citizenship. Page 460. There are, however, numerous treaties and conventions between the various Christian countries and the Moorish Empire, by means of which citizenship in this country is defined. But, as I understand, from the above acknowledged instructions, that it is not the desire of the Department to call for a report upon such lines, I will therefore confine these remarks to general conditions existing, which may possibly be of some use in connection with the information desired. Section 1. Citizenship in Morocco may be said to be governed by the laws pertaining to the same in other countries, with the exception that all persons residing in Morocco who cannot prove foreign citizenship or protection are considered ipso juer as Moorish subjects. 2 and 3. Moorish subjects lost their nationality only by becoming naturalized in or protected by another country having treaty relations with the Moorish Empire. It was established by the Convention of Madrid, concluded July 3, 1880, as follows. Article 15. Any subject of Morocco who has been naturalized in a foreign country and who shall return to Morocco shall, after having remained for a length of time equal to that which shall have been regularly necessary for him to obtain such naturalization, choose between entire submission to the laws of the empire and the obligation to quit Morocco unless it shall be proved that his naturalization in a foreign country was obtained with the consent of the government of Morocco. Foreign naturalization heretofore acquired by subjects of Morocco according to the rules established by the laws of each country shall be continued to head them as regards all its effects without any restriction. 
the above ruling has never yet been acted upon, and should this at any time be contemplated seriously, a large number of naturalized people, American and others residing in Morocco, would be affected thereby. 4 and 5. Residence in foreign parts does not affect the nationality of Moorish subjects, and the Moorish government has no means of protecting its subjects permanently residing in other countries, with the exception of a so-called Moorish consul at Gibraltar and a Moorish agent at Cairo, Egypt. I am ETC Hoffman Phillip. Google United States Code, Title 22, Chapter 2, Section 141. Consular Courts. Act August 1, 1956. Repealed Sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the President determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by memorandum of President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. See Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, colon 909, page 844, sections 141, R.S. sections 4083, 4125, 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, Chapter 193, 20 Statute 131, related to judicial authority generally of ministers and consuls of United States in China, Siam, Turkey, Morocco, Muscat, Abyssinia, Persia, and territories formerly part of the Ottoman Empire, including Egypt. This uh, is Bashar, and he also knows that North America or the America North America is known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa. Of course. I know that. North America was known as Al Maghreb Al Aqsa and it reported to the Sultan of Morocco. And there was a relation this is why I needed to ask you, what's the relation between the first, you know, colonials and the uh, uh, governors of Morocco? Because they con con communicated because in on paper, it was part of Greater Morocco. That's it, known. That's known. But I, I, I need and Bashar's to know. from Jordan. Yes. Palestinian. Yes. And he Palestinian, knows Jordanian, Arab, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Seed. We know that we one of the seeds of Moses. Yeah. So, 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 so you're from. So, where are you from again? I was born in. I was born in the island Martinique, French island. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are descendants are from Egyptian. 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 Yes. Okay. 
So over there, they still refer to our people as Moors, correct? Yes. So why do you think over here in America, these same people who are brought from the same land, when we tell them that they're Moors, what, what, why, why do you think that is? Because, why? because the, uh, um, after so many generations, if you not cast down, you will lose. So therefore, listen good what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. A man that do not know his own identity, when he is giving one, he will simply believe. Mm -hmm. We simply believe what is not. You're right. So therefore, you will act as a stranger to your own identity because you only believe on somebody after you that. Yeah. So you act opposite to truly what you are. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's more pressure because of the economic power? I guess the European have put the laws on, so they just believe. Hey, it's that that's that's what it is. We're we're no we're blacks now. We're blacks. Like, does that make sense? Like, you're just a color. You have no, no nationality. No, you have no history. That's, that's my point. If he was not cast down, and you have to understand, in order to, 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 I would say not a lie because everybody lies, that is a thing of life, but how can I say that is uh, deceive. Mm -hmm. to deceive. To deceive one, you have to replace, to take one thing out and replace it by another. Yeah. So okay. the blind, so the black is the black. So therefore, they just is your black, but they don't realize, no. This, they stole your identity from you. So therefore, you might not know who you are. Yeah. So you just give your color black, black. What the yeah. heck is black? Yeah, because what we're trying to tell them, like, a lot of the things that are going on with our people with injustice, it's because of the system and what they call themselves and what they recognize themselves. They don't, they don't have any law. They don't, there's no law for, for black people in this country. Like, you're not even supposed to be a part of this country. So therefore, what nation are you from? You see? But you, like you said, you know, when you take your history, you know. People will say, well, big deal, so what, why is history important at all? History is extremely important. Imagine if, if I could take from each one of you as an individual everything you knew about your life up to last week and just erase it. Where would you be? You, you'd be lost. You, you'd be incompetent. You wouldn't know how to plan for the future. And you do the same thing with a people. If you erase their history or you don't tell enough about their past, they also become incompetent and they can't fulfill the future. And that's why a lot of people in the black community have felt, well, how come all of the dreams of the civil rights movement aren't yet fulfilled? And one reason is because this history is still suppressed. It still isn't taught. But there's been a recent discovery which is going to blow the lid off of all that. And that's what I'm going to talk about. You've had four of these major impacts that the black people have made to the Americas, not only before Columbus was born, but before even Spain or Italy existed. That's, that's the kind of, of roots that are in this country. And by knowing that, and the more you know about it, it's an empowerment. You're, you're really rude. You have got a heritage which is more than slavery. Sure, there was slavery, but that's not all. That's a small part of it. Long before that, there's a heritage of kings, seafarers, religious missionaries, and they were all here. But it happened so long ago, there's just so little of it left. But some adults have difficulty handling that. What connects it up is even the word more, because it's pronounced differently in different parts of, even of Africa. And they call themselves more, mu, mur. There's all variations of that, so that even the name mur. And individuals are missing the point. What conversation stop it? I'm a mole got sense enough to know I'm a Moor, and ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a Moor, and wouldn't come in your house 
or come among you and say I'm a more if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. If you don't understand that, get that together real quick. And recognize how you've been miseducated, not just by Europeans, but by your own. These people know that you're not black. They don't doubt it. They know that you're not black. And they know that you're Moors. Yeah. Hey, love, you say you want that 90s R&B type love and commitment, huh? I got you, you hear me, baby? I wanna just with you Take your home, make your moan at sex with you always on my mind And maybe if that's cool, let me hear you say Yeah, 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 yeah I wanna take you on a date Bring you home, let you ride While I grip your waist You're always on my mind That's cool, you learned your lesson yeah. Let me spoil you like old milk Girl, let me be your blessing Girl, let me be the nigga that makes you smile Just from texting Hair did, nails did You poppin' like my Smith and Wesson With your cute face And your slim waist You say that pussy good, I'll be the judge Girl, sit that on my plate Let me meet your father Let me meet your mama Let's go shopping, let me feed you Let's hit Benny Hannes Girl, let me be the nigga you call on When you lay at night The one you vent to The one you expect to make shit Right, girl, let's catch a flight. Shit, fuck it, let's leave tonight. Let's take the advice of Lil Duval. Let's live our best life. Girl, I'm just trying to be your king, and that makes you the queen. I love you all the way. I swear it ain't no in between. And that's exactly how I feel, and not just how it seems. So when I tell you that I got you, that's just what I mean. I wanna with you, take you home, make you moan at I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Mm. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life 
when I was 16 years old. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Yeah. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. It's the first yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm -hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults to our elderly to whatever situation you want to talk about. Okay, we, we got to run to a quick commercial, and they're going to do a cut from the album, and we're waiting for an Isaac Hayes album soon. You sure can invite him. Right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Have you made a lot of money out of your music? Money? I mean, what is, how, much is, how much is a lot of money to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Have, have you made, say, millions of dollars? No. Are you a rich man? What do you mean rich? What do you mean? You have a lot of possessions, a lot of oh. money in the bank. Possession make you rich? I know I don't have that type of richness. My richness is life forever. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. A nigga like me, man. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. Be feeling like one of the ball playing niggas, you know. Like Bird or Magic or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dope. A nigga could leave the league. But if I leave. Uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pivot I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You pose as this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the check, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 
40 Glock, got an extra clip In the bag with an extra bit It's just a view, it's just a view The sky ain't the limit to me Always looking over my shoulder Before I get into my feet Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, bottom line Chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made it twerk Open the trap in January Shit got ready, don't made it first Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Open the law, continue to bless me But I don't be wearing no coffee My body different, baby Here end up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting these cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How do I buy? I fly by. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, but I got a death uh, fly. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, bottom line. Chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line. I'm the man, yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine. And why do I say that? Because after 46 years and teaching you morons for 23 years, you want to take the easy way out. Because you think life is a journey. That is horseshit. Life's a journey if you're a moron and you're retarded. That's why, you know, that's what, that's what you've done with the life up here to four. It's been a journey. And how good is the fucking journey? You tell me. Wouldn't you have rather, when the first time you went out with somebody that you thought you were in love with, thought is the operative word, wouldn't you have lied to have a, a template? Oh, let's follow this process instead of, because that is a journey. And all the mistakes you made, and raising this fucking little shithead for kids you got, instead of having this book. Life doesn't have to be a journey. It's a journey for morons. You think life is a journey for the Trump kids? It's a motherfucking process, the same process his daddy raised him by. Same for me. Life ain't a journey if you're my kid. It's a goddamn process. So you tell me if you're results-orientated at all, who's better off? The journey or the process. And for the most part, most people in this room and most people listening on YouTube have to come to the realization, as sad as it is, that you have pissed, you have urinated, heretofore, up until this morning, your entire life down a fucking shithole. 
Very simple. That's it. If you want to create massive wealth. If you just want to be a happy, slappy housewife from fucking Dundee or a happy, slappy bimbo from fucking Toronto or a happy, slappy guy who goes to the Little League games in Mesa, Arizona, then that's okay. But if you want to create some fucking money, and money's not everything, but if you don't money, think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to fucking shop. Say that with an Irish accent. Okay. If, <laughs> if you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. If you don't think money can buy happiness, you don't know where to shop. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. And, but I mean, you can get money and then go save the world. You can get money and save the forests in Brazil. You make money and go save global warming, which I don't believe in. You can, I mean, and save the, uh, the kids in Biafra and all that shit. But without money, you can't save a fucking thing. Don't you understand? Don't the fucking idiots on YouTube understand that? Until you make some shekels. Until you make some fucking coin. You can't help anybody. Because if love got the job done, you wouldn't all be fucked up. And I've had mothers, daughters, grandfather, daughter, uh, son. I've run three generations of the gamut in this seminar here. And they all say the exact same thing. The daughter looks to the mother, you fucked me up. The, da- the mother looks to the father, you fucked me up. And they all agree. And where it really gets dicey is the second or, three day, second or third days after they have a few drinks, a few pops. Then it gets, can get fucking ugly, as Sally would say. Fucking ugly. Nothing like a mother to turn on her daughter or vice versa. Nothing like it. It's like in the fucking movies. It's like a goddamn soap opera. Because that's life. And if we admit it to ourselves, then we have an opportunity to move on. If we don't, then we're just fucked in the quagmire. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. <laughs> but you always knew that this is where you wanted to be. This is what I knew I wanted to be in show business, yeah. and I just happened to luck out, and things happened. I think you know, you know, you if you you know what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. deep down inside. I think everybody does, and a lot of people just don't go after it. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause, and like most people start out, they say, "I want to be a this." but I'm going to get that to make sure I have something to fall back on. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're setting yourself up a fade because you're going, there's a possibility that I'm going to fall back. And when you put that out there, then you fall back. But if you just say, hey, this is what I want to do, and you go do it, you usually get your stuff the way you want it, man. That's what um, yeah. And this story was told to me by somebody who I trust. The doctors in Egypt told him, Brother, all your veins, blood veins reaching to your heart is closing up. He said, can you do a surgery? They said the surgery is so much difficult and so much uh, 
dangerous. The best way is you go to Europe to make a surgery for your heart. When he went to Germany, the German doctor tell him, your all veins almost closed. This is a very dangerous operation that we have to, to do to you. And the chance of living is 50-50. The man feeling that this might be the last few days of his life, he talked to the doctor, can I have two days to go back to my family and give them farewell? Because I may die in Germany. And let me go to my friends and ask them to forgive me too. So the doctor tell him, go, but don't be late because your heart veins are closing. So the man went to Egypt. And he went to see his family and friends. As he was walking, he saw a woman near a butcher shop collecting the little bones that fall down from the butcher. That is the rubbish of the bones. He said, woman, what are you doing? She said, I'm collecting this for my daughters. He said, why? She told him, we don't have money and my daughters did not eat meat since two years. This is the only meat that they can eat. The man talked to the butcher, this sister will come to you every, every, every week and you shall give her what is enough for her and for her daughters. And I will pay you the money for one year so that you can be guaranteed to give her for one year. The woman started making dua for him. Oh Allah, give him health. Oh Allah, give him what he pleased for. Oh Allah, give him all wishes he's come true. All this dua come from the deep of the heart. The man after that went to his house. His daughter told him, my father, your face changed. Your face is open. Your face is much changed. He said, Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the operation easy in Germany. He traveled to Germany. The doctor do the final checkup before the operation. The doctor asked him, which hospital did you go to? He tell him, I never go to hospital anymore. He tell him, no, you have taken a strong medicine that opened all your heart veins. Your heart veins is so much open, you don't need an operation. You don't need a surgery anymore. He tell him, I know what it is. The curer is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who have cured me is him. And the one who have cured me because I look for another poor person and I help them. It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class, I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year, my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. 
He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, everything is a setup for your next best season. And the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you will lead us. Your light belongs to everyone who will be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path and they can't handle your light, you know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people. Dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that you're 70 watts. Your 70 watts has to be turned way up because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. I'm just saying, why don't you start carrying around an extra pair of shades? The most obsolete idea is go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, get out of debt, and invest for the long term in the stock market. See, why would you save money when they're printing trillions of dollars? The gap between the 1% and 99% is massive. You see, it's not just money. You have to step back and look at the bigger picture. So what do you do? In every one of us is a poor person. There's still a poor person inside me. There's also a middle-class person, and the middle-class person wants security. They want that steady paycheck, and there's a rich person. And they're all inside of us, except that it's not taught. It, you're taught to go to school, get a job, and get a paycheck. You're not taught 
to how to get rich. If you're a rich dad, poor dad, my rich dad refused to pay me. He said the paycheck was one of the most damaging things you could take in your life. He says the moment you take a paycheck, you're an employee, and that's the mindset. So my rich dad never paid me. It drove my poor dad, you know, government employee, nuts. You gotta pay people, you gotta pay people. And Rich Dad was not saying that the paycheck was bad. He says he, he didn't want to be a slave to money. So as an entrepreneur, you know, if, if Rich Dad folded, I just started another company. I don't need a paycheck. I don't need anybody to take care of me. If my government doesn't like me, I move to another country because they need entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So the entrepreneur is not so much the business. The entrepreneur is really the mindset and the skill sets and the different set of rules. You see, I don't operate, small business does not operate in the same rules as big business. Entrepreneur is a mindset first, a skill set, and rules. And depending upon whether you're an employee or a small business, mm -hmm. the rules are different. The mindsets are different. The skill sets are different. You could say one thing to somebody who's never been an entrepreneur, and they're thinking about making the leap of faith into becoming an entrepreneur. What could you tell them? Well, I'll just tell them the same thing that happened to me. You know, my last paycheck, I still remember it clearly. It was one of the worst and the best days of my life. And I was in Puerto Rico. I was, in, I was working for Xerox. And my boss gave me my last, it wasn't a paycheck, it was a bonus check. I think it was about 30,000 bucks taxable. It's the only problem with that. So I got this check and I went, holy mackerel. You know what I mean? So I was excited but I was also disturbed. And so this other guy comes up to me, his name was John, and John says to me, he says, you're gonna be back. I said, why? He says, because you're gonna fail. I looked at him and said, look, few expletive words, because that's what he did. He left Xerox, failed, and he came back. And I said, look, da-da-da, you failed and you come, came back, but I'm gonna fail and I'm never coming back. And that's the attitude. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah, if, if you say, well, if I fail, I'll go back to mommy and daddy, then that's what you'll do. So if you fail, that's when I became an entrepreneur because I had no money. I had no money for years. You know, I didn't have a paycheck. But that's what my rich dad encouraged me to do. He says, when, you're, when you don't have this paycheck, you get hungrier, smarter, and it's a test of your character. Will you become a crook? Will you become dishonest? Will you cheat and steal? Or will you become a better human being? So really that's the benefit of becoming an entrepreneur is you really find out who you are when you don't have anything. So you always have to look at the big picture. Too many people look at, well, what's, it, what's going to happen to me? When you look at the big picture, you're also going to know <clears throat> that when something bad happens, something good's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you got to prepare for whatever is coming. If you think next 20 years will be like the last 20 years, mm -hmm. you're going to get creamed. You know, when you and I go to the supermarket and we buy a carton of milk, we always check for the expiration date. But most people do not check for the expiration date on their brains. Instead of get out of debt, I get into debt. You know, I just refinanced 300 million in debt. I went from 5% to 2.5% interest. I made a fortune. Every month, more money comes in because my cost of money has gone down. So while some financial experts are saying get out of debt, I'm saying, learn how to use debt. Mm. See, when I came back from seven, in Vietnam in January of 73, mm -hmm. the first thing my rich dad said to me was, go to school, 
to learn how to invest in real estate. It wasn't real estate, it was how to use debt and taxes. Debt and taxes make the rich richer. Debt and taxes make the poor and middle class poor. So all the rich guys who are doctors and lawyers or, you know, those guys, they're getting creamed and they don't know why. Doctors are getting creamed. Oh yeah, they're making more money, but the take home is less. Sure. You know, I, I, my doctor just yelled at me, he was happy, he says, oh, guess what, I finally made a million dollars. And I said, yeah, this was just three weeks ago. And so I said, yeah, well, well how much are you pay in tax? He says, 750000 in taxes. So his net was about 400000 That's not bad. But when I make a million bucks, I keep a million bucks. And the reason is because I don't make it by working for money. See, if you work for money, you're taxed. So that's why lesson number one in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is the rich don't work for money. What we do instead is we create businesses as entrepreneurs. We acquire real estate. I don't want to invest in the stock market. Okay. So the reason is because as entrepreneurs, I have more control over my income, how much I make, and how much I pay in taxes. And because I'm an entrepreneur as well as an investor in real estate, I pay zero tax. So every time I make, let's say, a million dollars as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I immediately invest it in real estate. I have a four-to-one step-up. So I put a million dollars in real estate. I get four million from the bank. That's why I love banks. But the banks are screwing everybody else. You know, terrible. But it's good for me. That's, that's why like, you said when you print, it's good for you. But when you print, it's bad for people that work for money. Because when you print, savers get creamed, and people who work for money get creamed. When they print, debtors get rich. You see. Debt and taxes make the rich richer, and debt and taxes make the poor middle class poorer. When we have obsolete ideas, we get obsolete results. So what's happening for most people, the idea of going to school, mm -hmm. getting a job, working hard, saving money, getting out of debt, buying your house because it's an asset and investing for the long term, is obsolete. The world has changed. The world changed in 1971 when President Nixon took us off the gold standard and money became debt. What if we get rid of school? Then what would happen? Would it be better if we had no educational system at all? No, I'm saying education is more important before. It's just obsolete. You know, there's Moore's Law that Moore's Law which states information doubles every 18 months. In other words, everything's obsolete 18 months. Mm. So, and this is just a recent phenomenon. So when you come out of school, you're already obsolete. And that's why I'm the old guy, you know. I meet my friends who went to Harvard. See, I went to Harvard. I said, yeah, that was how long? 50 years ago? Today, the banks are charging you interest to save money. In other words, banks don't want your money because they printed too much of it. And that's why there's just bubbles in stocks and bubbles in real estate and all this. People are dumping the cash. Because as I said in here, savers are losers and cash is trash. And yet people are, well, I want a high paying job. Well, that's an obsolete idea. Get out of debt is an obsolete idea. You should learn how to get into debt, how to use debt to get rich, and they'll never teach you about taxes. The reason the 1% is way up here and the 99% are going this way is because when you print money, two things happen, inflation and taxes. It's crushing them. And any entrepreneur thinks, I'm just gonna make money, I'm gonna start a business and make a lot of money because what we talk about, they really have got to smell the roses, man. You know, that's not what the real entrepreneurs are doing. Most entrepreneurs, there's 28 million small business owners mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. 24 million are, 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 what are one person entrepreneurs. They're called non-employee entrepreneurs. 
So the, because, and that's what happens is when people don't really understand what an entrepreneur does. So most big people are self-employed, but they're not really entrepreneurs. The self-employed pay the highest taxes of all, and nobody tells them that. Yeah, it's also called the entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. but what, what we were actually talking about was there's no such thing as a bad economy. You know, there's external, you and I, we all have an external economy, but we also have an internal economy, mm -hmm. and the willpower is to change our internal economy. So for me, I can see the good and I can see the bad, I don't really give a damn because I'm going to be rich anyway. But a poor person with a poor personal economy, all they're going to see is a bad economy because they don't know how to make money in any economy. And a middle class person, they have a middle class economy. You know, they, what they want is a nice house, a steady paycheck, and the job, and the car. And so when you take their job away to them, that's disaster. Well, since an entrepreneur doesn't have a job anyway, it's no big deal. So all I'm saying to people, and what Bucky Fuller taught me, is always two sides, you know what I mean? You know, to use plural, at minimum two. So if you think the economy is bad, it's because your economy is bad. If you think that steady you know, employment is important, then you'll see an, uh, an economy without jobs. Your economy. Your economy versus the external economy. What you control versus what you can't control. I can control, yeah, it's called, sure. an, it's called an internal focus mm -hmm. versus an external focus. So the real entrepreneur has an internal focus that if they fall down, they say, oh, this is good because I'm going to go up higher. You know, the average person will fall down and say, oh, I'm going to take some Prozac. Or, or, the, or somebody has a mistake, all oh, the mistakes don't matter. Well, mistakes, mistakes matter. It means you didn't know something. But a real entrepreneur, whether they fall down, they go, they always can go up. They can stand back up and go higher. And no matter what happens to them, they get stronger and better and smarter and happier. But a person with a weak internal mindset is that they're so afraid of what happens, it generally happens. Like, you know, people who are afraid of losing their jobs, they generally lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, so everything you, you can control you. Yeah, so the entrepreneur first job is control inside here, not outside there. The moment you take that paycheck, you're an employee. You've got to be stronger than that. It's about inside control. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. All right, let the garbage men handle the garbage. We're professional anglers, okay? We go after the big fish. Chasing them monkey strong, crackhead motherfuckers anyway. You know they'd have killed you without hesitation. That's why they belong in prison. For what? They got beat down, they lost their rock, they lost their money. The message from Hillside probably gonna smoke them. I mean, Jesus, what more you want? I want the justice. Right? Is that not justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? Oh, I just let the animals wipe themselves out. God right? willing. Fuck them. Everybody who looks like them. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. The good guys, they die first, right? Those school kids and moms, family men, they don't want to catch the stray bullets in the noodle. To protect the sheep, you gotta catch the wolf. And it takes a wolf to catch a wolf, you understand? What? 
I said you protect the sheep by killing you. the motherfucking wolves. No, you didn't hear me. You listening, but you didn't hear me. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck ever. Anybody up. I mean, it seems like you're pretty busy keeping people out. What the fuck you talking about? You know what you're talking about, Biddy Boot. Got nothing but shit between your ears. Shit, they build jails because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigations, okay? My record speaks for itself. How many felons have you collared? Huh? Yeah, I rest my case. Oh, yeah. Look, man, I'm not smoking crack, all right? I don't care that. Just put it in the glove box. Put the $60 in there, too. That'll come in handy later on. We'll use it like, like a credit card or something. Hey, no matter what I say, you did the right thing. Reminds me when I was out there chasing down bad guys, rocking their world. That was some pretty amazing shit you did back there, Oi. Thanks. Yeah, I noticed you applied that uh, that chokehold, huh? <laughs> I thought that was a no-no procedure, boy. <laughs> I was getting my ass kicked. Yeah, and you did what you had to do, right? You did what you had to do. That's right. Oh! So the wolf does. You a wolf? Come on, Wolf. Oh, come on, dog. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I said a wolf, not a rooster. A wolf. Oh, 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 oh. That's a rooster. Give me a wolf. Fuck this, man. Give me that beard. Ah, there you go. If you look up and happen to see countless blue Kansas City fitted hats worn by guys popping bottles in VIP, you are now watching a Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm an authentic tycoon, I pull up smoking with goons. Used to keep that crack rock all in my fruit of the loom. Mama shop that pay less than Michael Jordan the shoes. Shut your mouth and say less, the cops don't have no clues. She don't boss in this bitch, affiliated with Crip. I get money with blood, the 40 still got a stick. Every bill in my pocket got a blue face. Hit the club with Chris to make a movie, that's a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray, baby. Clutch listen with the Uwak. Five figure bang and blue racks at the shootout. Pull up to your shit with that bitch kickin' these boo box. 50 rounds out the clip, I'ma hit anything move by. Wreckin' with my section with my weapon in. Hey yo, what the shopping in the FN? It ain't no approaching it on just in the end. Sending pellets to your melon till they press it in. Yeah, okay. Get back and let my clutch rock. Might get indicted if I put you on this blood now. Cuz no bust. We gon' get the fuck off. Deep in the streets and we keep you niggas up. Keep throwing salt, we let slabs out. I caught a bullet like moss, but ain't no love lost. Ain't a nigga never ran me from the set. Bitch, I put that on ground. He can handle disrespect. I'm an addict, I 
I pull up smoking with gongs. Used to keep that crack rock all in my fruit of the lungs. Mama shopped at Payless, now Michael Jordan the shoe. Shut your mouth and say less, the cops don't have no clues. Young boss in this bitch, affiliated with Chris. I get money with blood, the 40 still got a stick. Every bill in my pocket got a blue face. Hit the club with Chris and make a movie, that's a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray, baby. What the motherfucking business is, put it on my mother, my nigga, I want the Benjamin. F you, if you can't see this, this flow is heaven sent. F and then spit if you fuck up my dead president. Speaking of president, F Trump, nigga, that's evident. About to go OFF, this verse is evident. We be in the city, my nigga, I got the semi on me. Royal blue fitted, my nigga, I got the city on it. I am the hood, motherfucker, yeah, I am the street. Your female dog get loose, I'm grabbing her leash. I built this shit about the mud, got dirt on my cleats. I'm getting stained in blue jays, I'm running the streets. Large raw cone, nigga, I'm stuffing the tree. 2.2 LBs, I'm dope as a key. Ain't nobody doper than me, nigga, that's obvious. I got these niggas scared like coming after the condom. I'm a tycoon, I pull up smoking with goons. Used to keep that crack rock all in my throat of the loan. I'ma shop that pay less than Michael Jordan the shoe. Shut your mouth and say less, the cops don't have no clues. Young boss in this bitch, affiliated with Chris. I get money with blood, the 40 still got a stick. Every bill in my pocket got a blue face. Hit the club with Chris and make a movie, that's a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray, baby. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind, make, up, make you accept us, 
we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. When I was reading to prepare for this interview, I was quite surprised to see you use the word aborigines talking about African-Americans. You know, I've dealt with that issue. Um, uh, I've already talked publicly about that. And my purpose here today is to say that I'm very sorry, and I apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt by my comment. I've made very, very clear I don't know where that comment comes from. Um, well, from your subconscious. <laughs> well, I, I guess. I mean, it's not even a normal thing anyone would say, even if you meant something in a negative fashion. I don't know if you would pull that out. But for me personally, you can't just uh, close down camp and stop trying to do the things that you think are right. Uh, just because somebody, you may, you may give them an unfortunate bit of ammunition, you still got to continue to fight on and, and do what's best for the state in the long run. And but frankly, it's going to give me the opportunity to you know, talk about things that I may never have been able to talk about before. You mean the bill? Well, the bill, or talk about uh, you know uh, race relations issues, things like that. I mean, I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have because of that. Because you use the word aboriginal. Because I've been through the fire, and I can I can talk to people, I can relate to people, I can let them know what kind of person I am, and we can talk about things that sometimes have been you know a little bit taboo. So, because it allowed you to reach audiences you might not otherwise have reached, do you not regret saying it? I think it gives me some opportunities. I went and spoke to a group in um, the city of Birmingham. It was a uh, city councilwoman's uh, community meeting, probably 95% African American. And because of, you know, things that I regret, uh, offhand remark I should not have made. Using the word aboriginal. Right, offhand remark I should not have made. Which you don't want to say. Yeah, I know better. <laughs> the, um, uh, but what it allowed me to do they actually listen to what I said, probably more than they would have anybody else, because they want to see, you know, this is that guy, this is that person. And we discussed immigration, we discussed uh, policy that deals with uh, the county locally, and there was the ability to actually get across some things that may have surprised them, that they, you know, realized, okay, I, this guy's making some good sense on some issues. I don't know if I would ever have had that door even opened if some of those things had not happened. So it really has worked as a positive in a surprising way to me to allow me to, to interact with people. Your other incendiary quote was empty the clip, the gun clip, juxtaposed with immigration, so people right. think that's what you meant. So how do you explain that? Well, it definitely had nothing to do with, with violence against anyone. It was totally taken out of context. The purpose of it was I was telling an audience that we needed to exhaust all efforts to try to deal with a number of issues. By the time it got through two or three newspaper filters, it was all over the country that I had advocated violence against immigrants. Nothing is farther from the truth.
I've heard that phrase for a long time. I don't know where it came from, where it originated. I view that in phrase as... In 1967, the Miami police... Well, I don't know. I've also it. heard from many other places, but I've heard it for a long time, as most people have. And frankly, it means when there's looting, people get shot and they die. And if you look at what happened last night and the night before, you see that. It's very common. And that's the way that was meant, and that's the way I think it was supposed to be meant. But I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it originated. I wouldn't know a thing like that. But I will say it's very accurate in the sense that when you do have looting, like you had last night, people often get shot and they die. And that's not good, and we don't want that to happen. Yeah, please. Yeah, I didn't like what I saw at all. I thought it was a terrible thing, a terrible picture. I think that it's, uh, it's sad in so many ways from the standpoint of the family, uh, when you look at George Floyd and his family and you see uh, what that's done to them, uh, just just a terrible thing. It's, uh, he was in tremendous pain, obviously, and uh, couldn't breathe. It was very obvious to anybody that watched it. It was a very, very sad thing for me to see that. Uh, we also know that uh, most policemen, you see the great job they do. They do a fantastic job. But this was a terrible insult to police and to policemen. And uh, I know the uh, Justice Department, well, as you know, it's a local local case, but I know the Justice Department is also looking at it very strongly. Does that change your views around like, the NFL protest? Say it again, I can't. Does that change your views around the NFL protest on this issue? They were peaceful protests. Does that change your, your, your yeah, stance on that Yeah, it should be a all? peaceful protest. I think you're really uh, the, in, in memory of George Floyd, I think it should be peaceful. It's uh, it's terrible. He, he spoke with his family today. Terrific people. Uh, I, I think it's so bad for the memory when you see a thing like that going on. And hopefully that won't happen tonight. And as you know, the National Guard has arrived, and they're there. But hopefully everything will be uh, very different tonight. Last night was very sad on many different levels. Locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. They don't want what we know out there. You'll never get this on CNBC. But our school system will never tell us that because they're part of the process. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. I know the game of the rich. My rich dad taught me, you know it because you're the banker. The bankers and the rich play is different than what they teach you in school. All over the world, what does school teach you about money? And the answer is nothing. And that's not a mistake. That's not an accident. I knew that. Most people know that. The way to keep the poor and middle class working hard is never teach them what the rich know. So if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which came out in 1997, it's what the rich teach our kids about money, the poor and middle class do not. Poverty hurts. I mean, I don't like it. And I don't like that our academic system is so corrupt. You know, we, we know the banking system is corrupt. We know politics is corrupt. But, ac but academics is just as corrupt. I mean, one thing if it's the banking and the politics, but this is where we send our children and we trust them to do the right things for them. And yet they're being not taught something so fundamental. Like you asked your dad when you were a kid, dad, you asked your teacher, when are you going to tell, teach us about money? And it was just never, oh, never. 
and they'll never will. You know something. What do you know? Share it. What is financial education? It's not get a job, work hard, save money, and invest in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. The financial industry is two things, debt and taxes. In 1971, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard, and the U.S. dollar became debt. And we still tell kids to go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, and get out of debt. Tells them to do that. That's the most ridiculous thing there is. The book starts and it says, line number one, saving money will make you rich. Yeah, it never will. You know that. All taught that as kids. Why would you save it and why would you work for it if they can print it as faster than you can work for it? Why do you keep saving when they're printing it? The rich don't work for money. Don't you touch that stuff. It's very subtle, right? They don't say, I'm going to train you to be a worker be the rest of your life, but they educate you in a way where that's what you come out. Right. What else was he, what was he trying to do those first few months where you working for him? What was he trying to get across to you? Because he taught you the hard way about money. And she says, if you're going to be a successful in your life, you've got to find the best teachers. And a great teacher is somebody who comes from the inside, not the outside. But in school, you don't know if your instructor is for real or not. That's where the fake teacher comes from. I said, I want you to teach me about money. So he said, why should I teach you? He says, but if I teach you, you work for me for free. And I said, why for free? My dad, my poor dad went nuts. He says, because if I pay you, you think like an employee. Your brains will, your brain will change. If you learn never to work for money, you'll be a rich man. And this is powerful. Once you give someone a paycheck, their brain turns off. Correct. Because it's, and then the promise of a pension right, and job security. Which is kind of a paycheck in disguise Correct. after you stop working. Give the man a fish, eats for the day, teach him to fish, eats Correct. for a lifetime. And most poor people confuse assets for liabilities. They think their home is an asset, it's actually a liability. Right. An asset is a noun, like a house. Cash flow is a verb. So to understand if it's an asset or a liability, it takes a noun plus verb. So if the cash is flowing out of your pocket, it's a liability. If the cash is flowing into your pocket, asset verb, it's an asset. So I own 7,000 rental properties. Those are assets. Every month, the cash flows in. Whereas many people have the big house on the hill and the cash is flowing out. Right. And they're going broke. Right. It's like a frame of mind. The other thing the poor don't understand is the number one expense for most people is taxes. And yet we don't even see it. Isn't that weird? You walk around and you look at the paycheck and say, ah, that doesn't seem right. And you don't realize that the government's got a huge hand in your pocket and you are doing nothing to minimize that. Again, this is what's very different about the rich and the poor. The rich don't work for money. It's number one expense is tax. See, there's three kinds of income. Earned, portfolio, passive. So earned income is if I get a job, that's earned income. If I'm a doctor or a programmer, that's earned income because I'm working for it. If I buy, a, if I buy a, let's say, Apple for $10 and I send it for 20 that's uh, portfolio income, capital gains. Yeah. But passive income, which is cash flow, is never taxed. And so these guys are screaming right now in America, tax the rich. I said, good luck. Because 
most of the guys complaining, they don't know the three kinds of income. And the rich don't have jobs anyway. They have assets. And so the average schmo out there, a poor guy, you know, sent the kid to school, they don't learn this. You see, very few people will buy what I do, make a million dollars and pay zero tax. And my rich dad taught me that playing Monopoly. That's how it started, you know, four greenhouses, one red hotel. Or the McDonald's formula, I write about it there. McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Yeah. McDonald's is in the real estate business, so they sell hamburgers, but they buy real estate, so they pay no taxes. You know, this guy Bezos, what, he's $16 billion. How much tax do they pay on that $16 billion? Zero. And that's all legal. Anyone can do it. Everybody can do but it. But most people lack the education. So once you learn how to use debt as money, you can never say, I can't afford it. See, because the banks will give you, so the banks, after the crash of 2008, the banks gave me $300 million tax-free. When I asked the average guy, I said, can you, why don't you use debt? They can't even get a loan. Because their scores, their FICO scores, I don't even have them here, are so bad. The school teachers will never tell you that because they don't know it. My poor dad never knew that. You don't know if something is an asset or a liability until you can say which way the cash flows. So a house is an asset or liability. Well, if it's taking money from your pocket, it's a liability. If it's putting money in your pocket, it's an asset. The U.S. government wants me to provide housing, wants me to provide jobs, wants me to borrow money because that's how money is created through debt. I get huge tax breaks. Everybody can do the same thing if they had the financial education to do it. If people understood the tax code, we'd be more prosperous. But can poverty be passed through genetically? Yes. Because it's some type of way of thinking. It's an attitude. An attitude. It's very simple. When, I, when people ask you, how do I stop it? I just say, never say, I can't afford it. Ask yourself, how can I? The reason I have so much money is because I don't say I can't do it. I just go, how can I do it? And I just go and do it. I make a lot of mistakes, but that's how I learn. How can I? The poor people, like my poor dad, always said I can't afford it. You think I'm made of money? I'm a school teacher. I can't do that. And I picked that up. And my rich dad never said those words. So when I meet poor people, they use the words I can't a lot. So the people that say I can't afford it, I can't do this, I can't get to college, the rich are evil, you know, I choose not to participate in that. And that's one thing people could change today. Could right now is that dialogue in their head. Stop saying the word can't. I can't. Right. So how can I? How can I? Especially as in, I can't afford it, how can I afford that? Right. Because that opens them up to looking at it as an investment to a greater future. Right. You know, when I borrowed $300 million, I couldn't do it when, until I went to ask. And I got turned down so many times. I said, you know, and every time I, I showed the bank of my financials and they go, sorry, I said, look, do me a favor. Why did you turn me down? And he tell me. This is out, the numbers are out here. So if, so if I get these numbers fixed, can I come see you again? He goes, sure. So it's called rejection. You know, same as my wife rejected me for six months. It's just a matter of personal willpower, which is spiritual. Just saying, if they can do it, I can do it. And how can I? How can I? And I think it's you once said, words become flesh. Yep. Bible too. Intelligence increases through your mistakes, through the ups and downs of what you've learned. Real estate's real estate, but what I learned 
made me richer, not the money. <laughs> you don't need money to make money. You know, I think all of us, every human being has that low point in their life. And if they get the message, a new life begins. If they don't get the message, they keep going down. The richer I got was because I didn't need any money. I could use this to make money. But how did I get there is I made a lot of mistakes. People are afraid of making mistakes and all this fear of failing. It limits them. Nice, nice, so very nice. So many people trapped in the same device. Y'all know what this is. We back at it. Come on. It's that 9-11 music right here, man. We in the building, man. Welcome to Ground Zero, everybody. Joel Santana. Dipset. Yo, yo. I speak pain. I spit power. Talk courage. Breathe flowers. Follow me through the debris of these towers. The rain, the sleep, the street showers Don't get caught up in the street showers When the guns rain, the clips pour The soldiers grip for symbols in war, come on It's Santana the Great Tie him up, bandana his face, hammer his face, fuck up I'm trying to get my act together In the booth now, I'm trying to get my rap together, you know I got the fire to heat the street up Abuse the track and beat the beat up, you know you already know what I'm about, homie I'm young, I'm focused, I'm just coming out, homie You could go by what you hear through word of mouth, homie Or step out of line, cams are in the house, homie No, I ain't stopping yet No, my album ain't done, it ain't dropping yet I'm in the midst of a bidding war And we need two mil or more just to move in the door, shit Yes, the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, the boys are back at it Come on, I'm the lover. When I beat, visions are gutter. Kids clapping, kidnapping. Heard of missing a brother. I'm hitting your sister. You kissing your mother. Shit is disgusting. Underground with people, lethal. Trapped in the desert, surrounded by eagles. Yeah, I see your bitches impressed. My kicks is on fresh. This shit on my chest by Mitchell and Ness. Gotta open, hoping she's not. I have a crack in her tits, coke in her twat. Have a crack up the strip, coke up the block. She get cracked up and hit. Keep soaping your sock, mommy. My girls lay up in sweets. I have a cake a week and masturbate like sweet. Killer. I be popping them Uzis, copping them Coogees, eyes on the drop, real droopy, Mary Snoopy, look at your hoopie, rocking the rubies, hopping the hoochie, popping the coochies, chill while I'm chasing millions, I'm a baller that'll murk you like Jason Williams, don't play with villains, vacate the building, all the apes are coming, rape your children, yeah, it's a kilo to a milligram, I'm Still the man, words to kill a can. Yes, the boys are back at it. Come out of us, the boys are back at it. So line them up, shoot them down. Do it now. Welcome to ground zero. Tell them it's ground zero. Line them up, shoot them down. 
game is ground zero. Yes, the boys are back at it. Come all around us, the boys are back at it. To all my cards and crooks. Slash that to all my pawns and rooks for all the charms they took. To my head of security, British the Titan, clicking the fifth and gripping it tight. God damn it. Not to mention my bishop and knights are listening. Bricks of the white making crucial trips through the night. And Prince Duels, I told you ever since Duels, if them faggots even flinch Duels, my dog's gonna eat them alive. 44's depleting, deleting they lives. Come on. And killer while he's leading the movement yeah. For realer, we wouldn't be in this movement Over him I might kill ya, kill ya. Being in tune, just facing my time Lawyer on side, outside spoiler on ride System bumping, bumping, oh boy in the ride Oh boy, I done slide, oh shit boy. He done came, got his boy It's a shame that his boy Had a flame, had a boy Over the name we employ oh Which is none other than Dipset For your dumb motherfuckers Hello. Yes the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, Chill the boys the are back at it Freaky. Come holler at us, the boys well, are back Santana. at it BK Harlem Woo. How well the whole Taliban dipset, T-Money, Luca, Profi, Double Nickel, Blacker, Shane, cut his short on these niggas. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. 
A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes, the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit, that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. Right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? Then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. 
But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day. And every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a Got that? Pro se cuter. A prosecutor because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in appropriate persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution we signed with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract, 
Low keys and I'm standing here Gon' go, gon' force run life Gon' bad, gon' shine my light Life is nice, I'll hop up and do a right Life is nice, I'm gon' do a right Life is nice, I'll do a right Life is nice, I'll do a right Life is nice, I'll do a right Life is What's going down? You should right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joy Bounce L. Bay, and this is Bottom Line on the New Evolution Radio Network. Call the number is 347-989-0194. If you want to get in and holler at me, go ahead and press 1 and get yourself in queue. Um, if you're in the chat, uh, when we go into overtime, it will shut you off in the chat, so make sure that you call in. So you can hear the rest of the show. So what's happening? What's going on? How y'all doing, man? Right? Large sums of money coming to me quickly and easily, right? So peace to the gods and uh, welcome to the show. And tonight we're going to be talking specifically about injunctions uh, for trust. Right? We're going to talk a little bit about these treaties tonight. And, you know, this is a question that's come up a few times. You know, how do I use an injunction for a trust? How do I do that? Right, and um, I do have templates available if you want to get a template. Uh, but you'll need to go to makemorecommerce.com or hit me up in the private. All right, and we'll get those to you, okay? Um, but tonight, we're going we're gonna to go into this a little bit. And I'm going to lay a foundation and. Next week, we'll pick up on part two of our wealth series that we're doing that we started last week. All right, but I wanted to go into this tonight because, you know, obviously with everything that's going on with police and harassment and things of that nature, we still need to stay on top of the trust itself. Okay. So tonight, I want to really touch on this topic and I want to, you know, I really make sure that we have a good understanding of. Why are we doing injunctions, right? Why are there treaties in place? Right, because for a long time, you know, um, there have been treaties in place that we have neglected to use, neglected to come up under, right? And a lot of you have attempted to use the treaties in the past, but you weren't subject to those treaties. Right, you didn't have what they considered as sovereign immunity, right? And now in the United States, right, sovereign immunity or what they call crown immunity is a legal doctrine, right? And this deals with sovereign sovereign states uh, and a, so- a sovereign body, right? And this basically says that the sovereign state cannot commit a legal wrong. And is immune to civil suits or criminal prosecutions. So strictly speaking, in modern text, in its own courts, right? Now, a similar stronger rule as regards to foreign courts is what they call state immunity, right? Now, state immunity is a doctrine um, where it basically deals with the concern that the protection which a state is given from being sued in courts, right? By other states, and this is why you don't see New York suing Texas or Missouri suing Kansas or Maryland suing Virginia, right? Um, you don't see that, 
So the rules relate to legal proceedings in the court of another state, not in one's own state, right? So the rules developed at a time when it was thought to be an infringement, right? An infringement, essentially, which is, you know, when you infringe on somebody's rights. So there is a what they call a, a trend when it comes to immunity, right? And this deals with um, various states towards substantial exceptions to the rule of immunity. So in particular, a state can be sued when the dispute arises from a commercial transaction like your UCCs, right? Which is entered into by the state or some other non-sovereign activity of the state. Now, the United Nations Convention on Jurisdictional Immunities of States and Their Property as of 2015 is not yet enforced, but it would reformulate and harmonize the rules and the exceptions. So, it's really important that we understand what immunity is, right? So, the courts of a country uh, will not impede a foreign sovereign, that is, they won't, by their processes, their their codes, their statutes, their ordinances, right, make him or her against his own will, right, a party to a legal proceeding, whether the proceedings involve the processes against his person or seek to recover from specific property damage. So this is the reason why, one of the reasons why trust is so important, okay? Now, a wider implication of this rule is that the state and a sovereign, unless it chooses to waive its immunity, is immune to the jurisdiction of foreign courts, right, and the enforcement of court orders. Now, there is some jealousy that involves this, right, and jealousy is guarded, right, in the law. Now, traditionally, the assertion of any such jurisdiction is considered impossible without the foreign powers consent. So basically, you have to consent. It's a contract. Like anything else, shit becomes a contract. Oh, excuse me. Okay, now, let me just pull this up here. Okay. Now, like I said, there are some conceptions or exceptions, if you will, when it comes to this, right? This whole immunity thing. Now, you can't and I've always said this, you can't harm another person, you can't damage their property, you can't commit a human rights violation and then think that you're still going to be protected under your trust, which may or may not have sovereign immunity depending upon how you have protected your trust, right? There's no way in hell that you're going to get away with that shit. This is the reason why, believe it or not, you know, when Catholic Church deals with the priests, right, who harm kids and shit like that, they don't go to regular court. They go to the Vatican, which is the court um, of the trust, right? Now, a lot of times people argue that fundamental human rights, such as the right to life, right, um, and the prohibition against torture should take precedence over the rules of state immunity. So in technical terms, uh, they call this just cognizance, right? And this is a, a legal term, and it deals with preemptory norms, right? This is a fundamental principle of international law that's accepted by the international community of states as a norm, right? 
for which no degradation is permitted. Okay. Now, there is no universal agreement, okay, just so we're clear, right, regarding precisely which norms are what they call just cognitive. But it is generally accepted that just cognitive bans shit like genocide, uh, denationalization, uh, maritime piracy, okay, uh, enslaving people, i.e. slavery, slave trades, right, uh, War of aggression, territorial um, aggrandizement, as they call it, right? Torture, uh, and refoulement. Now, the latter, right? The latter two, torture and refoulement, are evolving terms, essentially. And they're kind of controversial when we talk about this shit because they do torture when it comes to criminal sentencing. In a lot of military places, right? In courts and shit. But this is what your constitution would call cruel and unusual punishment, you see. Okay, and this, this brings me to the point of the trees, because every tree is different. Every tree that you pull has a different uh, set of rules to it, it's got a different set of agreements. Because remember why? It's a contract, right? Now, Let's just get a working definition here for treaty, right? Now, a treaty is a formal written agreement which is entered into by what they call actors, right, in international law, right? Namely, once again, your sovereign states and your international organizations, right, whether they be, uh, you know, uh, religious organizations, tribal organizations, Shit like that. Now, a treaty may also be known as an international agreement, um, a protocol, a covenant. This is why many of y'all have seen me with the Star of David around my neck. Y'all have seen me with the IRA around my neck. Right? I have certain covenants, certain shit that I don't discuss in public, certain things that, you know, if you see it around my neck, just know I got covenants, right? Um, I have a pact. If you will, right? Um, but treaties deal with exchanges of letters also. This is why you have your Treaty of Peace and Friendship, your Treaty of Marrakesh, your Treaty of Versailles. All those shits are pacts, they're covenants, they're agreements between people where people have agreed, right, in one way or another to be civil with each other. So, regardless of the terminology, right, only instruments that are binding. On both parties are considered treaties, which are subject to international law. Now, some treaties have to be redone every 50 years. Some of them every 100 years. Some of them stand um, the test of time. Some of your treaties have been around longer than your constitutions have. State and federal. Okay? Now, treaties can be loosely compared to contracts. Right? And that the parties willingly assume that binding obligations of the treaty pertains to the person who wrote the treaty and the person who agreed to sign the treaty and become a part of it. Right? And any party that breaches the obligations can be held liable under international law. And this is one of the reasons why it's really important for you to understand injunctions and trust and trust law. 
Because it, it, it's not just, oh, let me put some silver in a trust, and that's the trust. No. This shit is so much deeper than that. And if you're not an honorable person, these people won't do business with you. They won't recognize you. You're, you're not honorable. See, I, and I, I will continue every show from here on out to bring this shit up. Because there's some of y'all niggas out there, and y'all know who y'all are, who are fucking dishonorable. Right? And, and I personally don't deal with dishonorable bitch-made niggas. I just don't. Because I, I wasn't built that way. Right? And if I don't deal with that shit, do you think that niggas who are super high up in government will deal with that shit? Right? And you talk about, oh, I want to run my own government. No, nigga. You, you're not running shit but some shoes on your feet. And you need to do a better job at that. Right? So... Your treaties mean everything. Some of y'all have broken the very covenant that you agreed to. Right? Now, treaties vary significantly in the substance of the treaty, the complexity of the treaty. And the treaty might govern a whole variety of matters, such as uh, the boundaries, territorial, whether it be water or land, okay, trade and commerce, uh, political alliances, okay, and it may even govern shit like um, criminal actions, right? And this is the reason why when you read treaties like the Treaty of Marrakesh, it says shit like Anybody who wounds or kills a more will be responsible, just like any more that wounds or kills a United States citizen would be responsible. So, you see, international law that deals with treaties have been codified by what we call the Vienna Convention, right, on the law of treaties. And this sets forth the rules and the procedures for which creating, enforcing, amending, and interpreting treaties is done. Now, uh, one of the earliest manifestations of international relations and relationships when it comes to treaties are recognized as a primary source of international law, meaning that a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm part of the international community because I have a trust now, because I'm part of the treaty. Well, International law specifically deals with treaties, right? So if you're not following the treaty, if you're not um, being honorable when it comes to the treaty, then you're not, you're not going to be subject to the actual treaty itself. It's not going to happen, right? So let's just get a little deeper into this, right? Because a treaty is an official, express, written agreement, right? And this states... The use, right, um, of the actual treaty itself, right, it's legally binding. And a treaty is an official document, right? It deals with the express, it's like an express trust. It deals with the express agreement in words. And it's also the objective outcome of a ceremonial occasion, right? This acknowledges the parties in their defined relationships, Okay, this is another reason why it's important to do injunctions, which we're going to get to shortly, right? But there is no prerequisite 
of uh, academic accreditation that you need to have, right, or cross-professional contextual knowledge required to publish a treaty. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying that treaties can be created out of thin air. We can create a treaty right now, right? I can say, look, I, I declare to have peace with all those who consider themselves to be enemies. I declare that I'm going to do proper commerce. I declare that I don't have any problems with anybody. It's damn near like an a, a, a oath of affirmation, right? It's a declaration. No different than your preemptory declaration of trust that you do. Excuse me. All right? So I want to make that real clear, okay? Now, since the late 19th century, most treaties have followed a fairly consistent format, right? A treaty typically begins with a preamble describing the high contracting parties, right, which is, can be a king, it can be an emperor, it might be the sovereign. Right? And then it deals with their shared objectives in executing the treaty, as well as how they're going to summarize any underlying events, such as the aftermath of a war in the case of a peace treaty. So modern ambles are sometimes structured as a single, very long sentence formatted in multiple paragraphs for readability, right? in which each of the paragraphs begins with a Gerund, right? Um, now, a gerund, if you don't know, is a various non-infinite verb, right? Um, it forms in various languages, most often but not exclusively uh, languages that are functions of a noun. So in English, it has a, 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 uh, the same properties like a verb, right? And a noun, such as being um, an adverb, right? So the term ing, right, can be considered gerund, right? But gerund deals with recognizing stuff, uh, desiring something, having something, right? The ing, the ing of it, right? So desiring, recognizing, having, doing, the ing, right? Now, the high contracting parties, see, contracting, right, referred to it. Uh, as either the official title as the head of state, but not including the personal name, right? Uh, His Majesty, uh, and you'll see this in um, the George Washington letter, right? Uh, or the King of whatever, uh, His Excellency, the President. These are all alternatively in the form of uh, government of Z, right? And they're enumerated in along with full names and titles. Uh, they deal with representatives, right? Um, and they're they're really retrospective as well. Okay. So they deal with foreign ministers, head of government, specialized agents, agencies, shit like that. Right? Now, the end of the preamble and the start of the actual agreement is often signaled by the words uh, "have agreed" as follows, right? And uh, and I'm, I'm going over this because when y'all start talking about doing injunctions and shit like that for trust, you have to understand that injunctions for trust are all around you. You've seen them before when you look at your treaties, 
every treaty that you look at, you can consider to be some form of an injunction because it's an equitable remedy because they didn't have shit else, right? Now, you have these things called bilateral treaties, right? And these are concluded uh, between two states or two entities, right? And, and it's possible for a bilateral treaty to have more than two parties. So, for example, each of the bilateral treaties between uh, United States and Europe, right, and then they'll bring in another country like Switzerland or something like that, right? So Switzerland and Europe have what they call the EU, right? And then the EU has 17 other parties who have become part of this bilateral treaty. So the parties are divided into two groups. So when you hear about the United States or um, I think it was Britain who got out of the EU, right? And I think the United States did too, right? But when that happens, okay, that means that they no longer want to be part of a bilateral treaty. You understand? Reservations, right, when we're talking about adding or amending treaty obligations. Reservations are essentially caveats, right? And these deal with the state's acceptance of a treaty right, when a state decides to accept your treaty. So when you decide to do an express trust and you put your trust into the public, right, and you let them know, hey, I'm a part of this particular treaty, or you create your own treaty, that deals with the two sovereign states of that particular jurisdiction. Now, we're going to, um, let me just move, move a little further here, because I want to deal with something that's known as uh, the Hague, right? And a lot of us have heard of the Hague, and a lot of y'all go get an authenticated birth certificate, and you deal with an authenticated birth certificate, but, you know, and you're told, okay, tell them I'm dealing with a certain country, but you don't really understand the real implication behind what you're doing, right? Because you deal with um, international law when you do birth certificates, right? And this is the reason why most of y'all have been removed or, as they say, annexed, set to the side into a different jurisdiction by way of the trust convention. Right? Now, there's something known as the Hague Trust Convention, right? And the Hague Trust Convention it deals with applicable laws that relate to trust, right? And it deals with trust on their recognition, right? Um, so the Hague Convention deals with, once again, multilateral treaties. It deals with uh, uh, treaties that have been developed on the basis of private international law. Okay? Now, um, I think a, a lot of us need to understand that when they do something like the Hague Convention, right, specifically the Hague Trust Convention, this deals with trust. This deals with trees. This deals with the international law that affects those who come up under the treaties. Now, each party recognizes the existence and the validity of trust. However, the convention only relates to trust within a written trust instrument, a.k.a. your declaration of trust, 
your express trust, your injunction for an express trust, or any other type of trust. Now, I'm going to specifically say express trust here because express trust are formed on the basis that they create their own law. Right? So when you create your own law in an express trust, I think it's really important to understand that you're under international codes. Excuse me, y'all. I had a sandwich. I take me a little bite. All right, now. Okay. Now, it would not apply to um, trust that arise usually in common law jurisdictions without a written trust instrument. So if you've got a written trust instrument and you want your so-called treaty to apply to international law, your treaty better be written into your trust instrument, and then you better be able to enforce it with something like an injunction, which is your equitable remedy that helps you to enforce the shit. You understand? This is how we further enforce things, through equitable remedies. Okay? Now, the convention, specifically the Hague Trust Convention, sets out the characteristics of trust under the convention, even jurisdictions with considerable legal history relating to trust find it difficult. Okay? Now, the convention sets out clear rules for determining the governing laws of trust with cross-border elements. Now, you do understand, and I'll, let, me, let me pull this definition out for you here. Um... Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Rocky. He made that beat. All right. Now, let me just pull this up. Okay. Um, I'll probably have to find it on break because I don't want to stop. But um, the word national, right? It talks about how a national. Um, and actually, here we go. I got it. Let me pull it up for y'all. Okay. Here we go. Now, the word stateless. Okay. Now, stateless, and this is very important because a lot of y'all come to me and say, well, I want to do my nationality, bruh. I want to get that done. I want to become a national. How do you become a national nigga? You don't even know what nationality really is on an international level. See, it's one thing to give up your U.S. citizenship, but it's another thing to know where you're going when you give it up. So an international, and let me say this, a lot of y'all have done that. A lot of y'all have given up your U.S. citizenship unbeknownst to you by just doing an authenticated birth certificate, but then you don't know what your next step is, right? So in international law, a stateless person is somebody who's not considered a national by any state. Some stateless people are also known as refugees. Now, what's a refugee? Refugee is somebody who's been displaced, a displaced person who's been forced to cross national boundaries and can't return home safely, such as a person may be called uh, an asylum seeker. Right? 
Okay. Now, not all refugees are what they call stateless, though. But many people who are stateless have never crossed the international border. Now, yeah, that's how is it possible? I've never even left my country, but they call them stateless. What? What? Why? How is that? Because you've been annexed, and I'll give you a definition for that. Just a second. Okay. <clears throat> now, annexation, okay, is the administrative action and concept in international law. Relating to the forcible acquisition of one state territory by another state and is generally held to be an illegal act. But it is distinct from conquest, which refers to the acquisition of control over a territory involving a change of sovereignty and defers from secession in which territory is given or sold through the treaties. So annexation is a unilateral act. Where territory is seized and held by one state usually follows what they call military occupation, which is the same shit that I told y'all a long time ago, known as law of the belligerent. Now, annexation can be legitimized by a general recognition by international bodies or other countries and intergovernmental organizations. This is the reason why niggas can come out of the United States, y'all can be annexed, and the government's like, hey, you want to be sovereign, nigga? We can't stop you. It's in the law. We can let you be sovereign. But, nigga, do you know where you're going once you become sovereign? Do you have sovereign immunity? Do you have the protection of another state? See, some of y'all don't have no fucking protection. You're not a protected person. You might want to go back and listen to the show I did on protected persons. This is why I always say, nigga, you can't be dishonorable. You can't do fuck, fuck boy shit and then think you're going to be safe with that shit. Nigga, the government will straight up try to kill your ass. If not, put you in jail for for, for committing straight up treason. And then and then niggas want to come and be like, man, I'm trying to get to the bag, man. I'm I'm trying to get my birth certificate, man. I'm trying to get to that money. I know how to get to the money. I'm gonna get to it. Okay, niggas pay this for me. But I just I just sit back and say how I wish you well. I wish you well because you don't fucking read. You know, reading is fundamental. Key word, fundamental. I got me some of this, uh, some of this Moscato tonight. So I'm letting the ancestors move right on through me with this information. But, and that's another thing. Like, niggas out always ask me, man. How I study like you? How how I get that same kind of information? Nigga, you can't. You gotta study like you. My shit's divine. The way, the way I come up with my information, how it's given to me is straight ancestral. With a, you know, and and, and I'm a, I'm gonna straight shout out my brother Jonah because he he is one of my teachers, right? As, as well as my business partner, and he'll tell you straight up. Not everybody gets this shit. This shit is ancestral. This this shit comes to to certain people. Many are called fewer chosen. 
okay? Just like a lot of y'all have done y'all birth certificate authentications, but don't know where the fuck to go after that. And this ain't no, this ain't no jab at nobody, right? I don't want y'all to think I'm coming at you. I'm saying this because if you don't for yourself read the information, if you don't take this show, uh, every other show, the shows that Jonas done, right? The shows that we do collectively and go back and research your information and take time to do your own studying, you'll never understand what the fuck I'm saying to you here. Right? And I haven't even started talking about the injunction side of this tonight. I'm still dealing with the whole trust side of it right now. But there's so much information for me to drop tonight. I don't even know if I'm going to go through all of this tonight. I'll probably have to do a part two on this show as well. Okay? Now, acquisition. You, you have essentially done what's known as an acquisition, right? And the use of force against what they call territorial integrity or political independence is technically illegal. But see, the question as to whether title or sovereignty can be transferred in such a situation has been subject to what they call legal delays. So basically, the United States says, yo, you can have legal title of the birth certificate. But until your ass learns what the fuck you're doing, we're not going to give you equitable title. Okay. That's why some of y'all have done injunctions and birth certificate authentications, right? And then the cops will pull you over and they let you go. But your ass still don't know how to get to the money. You still can't figure out how to quite get to the money because you're not equitable. You think they're going to give money to niggas that ain't equitable? Listen, the government... And, and I've heard this before, right? Yusuf L. used to say, well, they do everything right. No, the fuck they don't. They do things by the book. And if they don't, you can correct them on the shit. Because think about this. There's government, which is based on treaties, like the you know, Treaty of Peace and Friendship, has what they call codifications. It has codes. It has statutes, it has ordinances, which means that they have created an injunction within their laws that are essentially private. What do I mean when I say that? What I'm saying to y'all is that these people have created, based on international law, they have created codes for their U.S. citizens. For you to follow. So when you fuck up some shit, you're subject to the code, the code of law, the code of conduct. Like, I went to elementary school. I mean, I went to Catholic school at one point in my life, right? They gave you demerits, <laughs> right, when you fucked up the code of conduct, okay? So based on the code of conduct, okay, when you fuck up the code of conduct, you had violated a trust law. You have violated a provision within the trust. Okay? So when, when you go get your acquisition of your title, your title of property, you're not getting equitable title at the same time. That's why you got to go to equity court to sue for that shit. All right. I got to take a quick break because I got to take a piss. We're going to come right back like right back and we're going to 
jump into more of this info. I want y'all to stay locked. Don't go nowhere. All right, because this is what we're talking about tonight is really deep info, and I'm going to go a little further. We're going to go into overtime, so I can make sure to get to y'all calls tonight. Right here on the bottom line, this is the New Evolution Radio Network. All right, shout out to everybody who who's really absorbing this information. All right, and like I said, I'm not taking jabs at none of you niggas. I don't give a fuck like that. But I have to speak what's real and what's really on my heart. And I'm going to tell you like this. You'll never get anywhere with this information if you're not righteous. That's a fact. Treaties or not. Okay? When we come back, we're going to dive into this injunction thing a little bit more. And I'm going to give y'all some tools to help. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Keep it locked. Call the numbers 319. Excuse me. 347 989 0194. Press 1 if you want to holler at me and get yourself in the queue. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Keep it This is me against the world.
With all the sex distresses, the question I wonder is after death, after my last breath, when will I finally get to rest through this depression? They punish the people that's asking questions and those that possess. Still from the ones without possessions, the message I've stressed. To make it stop, study your lessons, don't settle for less. Even the genius asks questions, be grateful for blessings. Don't ever change, keep the essence of power is in the people and politics we address. Always do your best, don't let the pressure make you panic. And when you get stranded and things don't go the way you planned it, dreaming the riches in a position of making a difference. Politicians are hypocrites, they don't want to listen. If I'm insane, the fame made a proper change. It wasn't nothing like the game, it's just me against the world. Conversation here, right? Because it's tonight we're dealing with injunctions and trust. And I know some of y'all probably wanted me to just tell you exactly how to do the injunction for the trust. But I'm telling you, I'm I'm actually giving y'all the whole shit right now. But um, it's really important that I continue on this tree to right, as we go through this info because. The treaties are the foundation. See, when you entrust, when you're a sovereign state, you create your own fucking law. You create your own treaties. You are the one. And, and, and well, you know, the majority of the world is peaceful, believe it or not, despite the wars that go on. The majority of the world is pretty peaceful. Now, here's something funny that most of y'all probably didn't know. A lot of the shit that, that, that you have been led to believe in your life when it comes to wars, specifically like, you know, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, shit like that. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen, because a lot of that happened. But a lot of the pictures and shit that you've seen for wars, right? A lot of that shit was done by actors, right? The government has actors. That's straight up. They They... They did it with the um, during the era of the Choctaw Cold Talkers. They had actors who would go out. They would blow up fake army, uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, tanks, fake tanks. They, they actually, this is for a city, go research it. They would blow up tanks, okay? And then they would set a battlefield. And then they would take pictures to make shit look like it was actually going on for propaganda use. To keep niggas intertwined in the propaganda. Meanwhile, they're creating peace amongst each other, doing commerce with each other, and everything's good because they didn't want niggas to know that there was really treat, uh, peace treaties going on. Okay? This is real shit. Now, let me go back to this term that I talked about before we left, right? And the term is annexation. And when you annex something, you set it to the side, right? 
it's an administrative action. Okay. Now, annexation typically um, deals with sovereignty, right? And when you're in trust, you, you, you technically are considered a sovereign, um, depending on the form the type of trust that it is, right? And then you have a certain level of responsibility that you're supposed to follow. And then you become inter- uh, known by international communities, right? And people of different nationalities, right? And then you have a certain level of decorum that you're supposed to follow, right? Now, during World War II, the use of annexation deprived whole populations um, of people, of safeguards provided by international laws, right? Um, because they were then uh, occupied by military, they became military occupation. So the Fourth Geneva Convention um, of 1949, this amplified the Hague Conventions of 1899, the Hague Convention of 1907, right? And it dealt with the protection of civilians. Okay? Now, it's really important to understand that um, the protection of civilians deals with protected persons, right? So protected persons who are in an occupied territory shall not be deprived in any case or in any manner whatsoever of the benefits of the convention, right? So if you were a protected person and you were in trust, when you were in the occupied territory, which today you are in an occupied territory, each one of your states have been occupied by the federal government. Okay? You're just not supposed to be deprived of your rights. So as a result of the occupation of the territory, right, the institution or the government of the said territory, okay, um, can't infringe on your actual human rights or any other rights that you have, right? This is a basic idea when it comes down to annexation. Okay? Now, let's just talk a little bit about injunctions. And I'm going to read something to y'all. Um, and, you know, hopefully this will begin to to help to bring things home for y'all, right? Now, an injunction, when we talk about injunctions, right, injunctions deal with uh, equitable remedies that deal with ideas um, that are that basically to protect you, right? So an injunction is a private order, it's a court order, um, anything of that nature, right? And it deals with an individual, okay? And this is basically done to require the performance, right, or the restraint. Right, or to restrain somebody from performing some type of particular act on you or on your trust. Now, a writ framed according to the circumstance of the individual case. So, an injunction commands an act that the courts or whoever it is regard as the essential element to justice, right? And, and this, this is actually what they call an extraordinary remedy, believe it or not. So an injunction prohibits an act that is deemed to be contrary to good conscience. It is an extraordinary remedy. It's reserved for special circumstances or special people, okay, or special entities in which the temporary preservation of the status quo is necessary. 
Now, an injunction is ordinarily and properly elicited from other proceedings. So, for example, right, um, a landlord might bring action against a tenant for waste, right, in which to, to protect the landlord's interest in the ownership of the property, right? The landlord does an injunction, so the landlord might apply for the to the court, or he might do it himself, right, for an injunction against the tenant's continuing harmful use of the property. So, the injunction is a ancillary remedy in the action against the tenant. Now, Injunctive relief is not a matter of rights, but its denial is within the discretion of the court if you go to the court and ask for an injunction. Okay? This is why, depending upon what your status is, you're either operating privately or you're operating publicly. And public injunctions deal with courts, right? They, they, they don't stay in a common law or in private or international jurisdiction, if you will. They go to civil jurisdictions. Okay? So whether or not an injunction will be granted varies depending upon the type of case that it is. And now, let me say this, right? If you do an injunction and you notify the sheriff of your rights, that injunction is granted the moment that you did it based upon what you used as your remedy. I lost a few people. Hopefully, that, hopefully y'all can hear me. This is what I be saying. Niggas be dropping off the calls. I don't get that shit. I drop off the calls on some of the most important information. Anyways, now, when we talk about injunctions, right, there's different types of injunctions. Um, there's preventative injunctions, right, that prevent somebody from doing something. And there's mandatory injunctions. There's permanent injunctions. Okay, there's all these different types of injunctions that happen when you're actually trying to protect yourself. Now, a treaty, because treaties are written to be somewhat permanent, can be included within your injunction, right? A treaty is, is imminent, if you will, okay? Now, I'm going to go into a couple things here. Hopefully, y'all follow me, right? Because there's a lot of remedies that are available to you through an injunction, right? And the only limitation on remedies available through an injunction really um, are, are really, you know, if you go to a judge. So generally speaking, there are two kinds of relief available through an injunction. You have what they call prohibitory, and then you have what they call mandatory. So a prohibitory injunction is the most common form of an injunction. It misdirects a party to refrain from acting in a certain manner. So examples of prohibitory injunctions are um, to cease and desist, right? Um, in order stopping a, you know, stopping somebody from doing something that they shouldn't be doing, right? Um, and injunctions can also be mandatory, in which case, you know, a court or whatever documents or foundation that you're using, your foundational principle, mandate somebody to stop doing this shit before it gets worse for them. Okay. Now, um, similarly to the type of remedy, courts and parties have significant flexibility regarding timing. So as long as parties seeking an injunction is not guilty of unreasonable delay in questioning the assistance of whatever you're using, right, as long as you use it in a reasonable period of time, you know, an injunction is supposed to work for you. 
So then he asked himself, well, what constitutes unreasonable delay? Well, there are three kinds of injunction requests, right, that would do this. The first is called an ex parte injunction, right, also sometimes uh, known as a temporary restraining order, right? Technical name for the injunction or um, in, in the Pennsylvania Rules of Civil Procedure, they call it special relief, right? Um, the other two kinds of injunctions are preliminary injunctions and permanent injunctions, right? Now, um, anytime that you do, and, and I, like I said, I really like to make sure that I use this specifically when it comes down to trust, right? Because there's not very many limitations that you have when it comes to your trust. If you create a public trust, a trust based on statutes, then a lot of times you are subject to the code and statutes and laws that apply. Right? Now, let's get into it. The only limitation on remedies available through an injunction, like I said, they deal with temporary, they deal with injunctions that put you in a position um, where you can't get an equitable remedy. Right, so your ex parte injunction, right? Ex parte injunctions are appropriate only when the threatened harm is so immediate and so severe that even giving the party notice of the application for the injunction, an opportunity to be heard in opposition is not practical. So ex parte literally means one-sided. Right, so a party seeking the entry of an ex parte order without the involvement of or even the notification to the other party, most directly affected has an exceedingly heavy burden, right, when you're actually doing your injunction. Now, a lot of people say, well, this is a lie. This is some legal shit you're talking. Yeah, but this, this legal shit I'm talking will save your life and your property. Now, a lot of times ex parte injunctions require a hearing, right? And this is frequently no actual hearing at all. So although most ex parte hearings have judges, right, a judge is free to insist upon a full evidentiary presentation to actually give you an ex parte hearing. Then you have these preliminary injunctions, right? And then the preliminary injunction represents the most common form of an injunctive relief, which is requested. A preliminary injunction differs from an ex parte injunction in that the affected party is given notice. This is your administrative process, right? So the affected party is given notice that the application has been filed and the injunction has been done and that has an opportunity to correct the wrongdoing, right? So unlike ex parte injunctions, right, a preliminary injunction almost always involves an evidentiary presentation. Right, and this sometimes happens in open court. Now, um, I want to move a little bit forward here because this is important. Whenever I decide to do the the next webinar. We'll go over this in a little bit more in detail, but the role of the injunction bond, very serious thing here, right? And this is one of the reasons why being bonded, specifically under your trust, is important, right? Because 
The purpose of an injunction bond is to protect the party, which could be your trustee, right, or your beneficiaries, whoever you protect them, against somebody who would violate the injunction, right? Now, assuming that the injunction is um, the proof, right, that, you know, you need an injunction, right? And the proof would be, hey, I got harmed before, and here's all the treaties in my injunction. Here's the laws that pertain to it, or here's the laws that I created, whatever, right? That would also justify the bond. So the party seeking an injunction will predictably argue that its proof has been so strong that only a bond should be required. This is why everybody's bonded. You're supposed to be bonded too. Okay? And then you have these, you know, these things when it comes down to being bonded, right, where people say, well, I can bond myself with a silver bond and I can do this and that. Most guys ain't got no goddamn silver to even bond yourself. So if it happens, you fuck some shit up, you better be prepared to pay. Right? Now, let's deal with permanent injunction. Right? Because there's no requirement that a party seeking a permanent injunctive relief request an ex parte or a preliminary relief. See, a permanent injunction, which is what we teach, may be sought as a part of uh, the merit in an action, right, regardless of the outcome of prior proceedings, right? So in reality, an injunction is, is put in place specifically um, to specifically a permanent injunction. It's put in place to, to safeguard somebody from saying, oh, well, it was only temporary or it was only preliminary, right? So then you also don't need to judge for that shit because it's your injunction. Now, sometimes a permanent injunction is um, it's what I would consider to be kind of the end-all, be-all, right? It's, it's, it's the, it is the extraordinary remedy, right? Um, you know, and injunctions are particularly powerful and flexible tools that you have when it comes down to protecting yourself. So then you ask yourself, well, why would I do a trust and then have an injunction to my trust? Well, a trust deals with what? It deals with property. It deals with the protection of property. It deals with the protection of the sovereign, right? It deals with sovereign immunity. Okay? This is what it deals with. Now, um, there's something known as the secret treaties, and you can take some time to go look those up because they do, excuse me, they do secret treaties all the time, right? And, I, and I'll read a little bit of this to y'all. Let me let me pull it up for y'all, because okay? when they do these secret treaties, it's important to understand why they do this shit, right? Uh, and you know, secret treaties are done all the time, unbeknownst to you. Or myself, right? So I'll just read a little bit to you here, because this will help you out to understand why some treaties, every treaty is done in trust, but some treaties you don't know about, right? Now, it says the secret or closed-door sessions of the House of Representatives in the Senate are held periodically to discuss business 
including impeachments, deliberations, um, and issues that are geared to require confidentiality and secrecy, which means that they're done in trust, right? Now, the authority of two chambers to hold these sessions appears in Article One, Section 5 of the Constitution. Both the Houses and the Senate have uh, supplemented this clause through rules and precedents. Okay? Now, although the secret sessions were common in Congress early years, they were less frequent through the 20th century. Now, national security, and let me, let me just put this in perspective for y'all. Um, sometimes you, you go do a, a passport, and then you go back and you request um, the information to show your status, and then they tell you it's an issue of national security, right? Because why? It was done under trust that was um, under the Secrecy Act, right? So violations, right? And this is the reason why some of y'all don't get what you request, right? Because some violations are actually punishable. Punishable by law, right? Um, and pursuant to each chamber's disciplinary rule, right? Now, members can be expelled and the staff can be dismissed for violations of the rules of secrecy. Once again, this is part of the actual trust code itself, right? So you don't want to get, you know, obviously you don't want to get nobody else in trouble, but, but, but this is how they do things, right? They do things based on secrecy and rules. Now, transcripts from secret sessions are not published. Unless the relevant chamber votes to release them during the session or at a later time. This is the reason why some of the shit um, that was left for y'all by your ancestors is not available to you unless you go somewhere like the Library of Congress and you have the actual secret codes that allow you to get into the Library of Congress to certain sections of the library. Right? Because it's actually been deemed as a secret. Through the trust instrument. Okay. Now, let me go a little further, right? Secret sessions occur infrequently and have been held more often in the Senate than in the House. Any member of Congress may request a secret session, although there is usually agreement in advance among members of both parties before one calls for a closed session. Now, both the Continental Congress and the Constitutional Convention met in secret. This is the reason why you see on the $2 bill, there's a black president on there, but they don't tell you about the black president, right? That's a secret. (laughs) So the Senate met in secret until 1794. Its first rules reflecting a belief that the body's various special roles including providing advice and consent to the executive branches, compelled it to conduct its businesses behind the doors. So when you have uh, electors, right, your your real electors, you'll never know who the fuck they really are because they meet in secret. This is why your votes don't really fucking count. You vote in the public. The real niggas vote in private in secret. Because they're electors. You understand? This shit may go over some of y'all heads tonight. And some of y'all may have to go back and really listen to what the fuck I'm saying tonight to really get this. But it's a tie in for you. Now, 
1929, the Senate held 54 secret sessions, generally for reasons of national security. Six of the seven most recent sessions, however, were held during the impeachment trial of Bill Clinton. How many secret sessions do you think they held about President Trump or uh, Hillary Clinton or other motherfuckers who operate in the public? And I'll say this over and over again. The real president of the United States is not Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump. You'll never know who the real president is. Why? Because they are done in secret. He's just the guy up in the front. He's the guy that chose to do his job in the front to appease the people, to appease the majority of people who they thought wanted him. But that's not true either. Because the majority of niggas didn't even want him. He really is probably one of the best people for the job because he tells you the truth. At least he tells, tells you how he feels. Right? So, now, two of the secret meetings were held in the old Senate chamber because of this lack of electronic equipment and were sought to enhance security. One session was in 1988 to discuss the intermediate range of nuclear force missiles treaties. And other was in 92 to debate the most favored nation status in China. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> the proceedings of secret sessions are not published unless the relevant chamber votes during the meeting or at a later time to release them. Then those portions released are printed in the congressional record. Now, let me ask you a question. Don't you think that when it comes down to trust, right, because that's what you call trust minutes. Those are um, those are part of the integral body of the trust. So they they have a, a vote to decide whether or not they want they want to let the public know what's going on with the with the trust called the United States, right? That's what that is, right? Now in the House of Representatives, right? It's decided whether or not to release the transcripts of the secret session. The speaker refers to the proceedings to the appropriate committees for evaluation. The committees are required to report to the House on the ultimate disposition of the transcript. And if the committee decides not to release the transcript, it becomes part of the committee's non-concurrent records pursuant to House Rule Number 7, Clause 3. And it's transferred to the clerk of the House to transmittal to the archivist of the United States at the National Archives and Records Administration. Transcripts may be made available to the public after 30 years unless the clerk of the House determines that such availability will be detrimental to the public interest and inconsistent with the rights and privileges of the House. Why do you think they did freedom of information requests? Because if you know what you're requesting, then you can request it. And then sometimes they still don't give it to you based on that. You got to go get a goddamn or a judicial order to release some of the records. There's shit about this country that you will never know unless you're part of the quote unquote secret societies. These niggas don't even want me telling y'all some of this shit right now tonight. Believe that. They don't want y'all knowing this shit. Okay? Now, um, you say, well, how does this refer to my trust? Because most of the treaties and things that apply to treaties that apply to sovereign states are done in secrecy. They're done in trust. 
injunctions sometimes are done in secrecy. You don't let everybody know that you sent out an injunction, do you? You just do it. You understand? Treaties don't apply to everybody. That's why they're not, um, you know, that's why they don't teach you the Treaty of Marrakesh in school. They don't apply to all the niggas. This don't apply to everybody on the line tonight. This don't, it don't, it don't apply. What's the old word? If it don't apply, let it fly. Okay? Now, we're going to end up doing a part two to this show because there's so much information for me to go over, and I don't have it tonight to continue to go over the more information. But I want you to really understand that doing a injunction for your trust is so much deeper than just putting some laws together. It's so much deeper than that because you have to understand international law. You have to understand sovereign immunity. Now, let, let me just, before we go to the call lines, let me pull up. Let me pull this up for y'all. Okay. Now, sovereign immunity, okay, like I said, that's a legal doctrine, okay? Um, there are two forms of sovereign immunity. One is immunity from lawsuits, okay, known as immunity from jurisdiction or adjudication, which is the legal process by which they can take your ass to court and decide a case against you or for you. Okay? And then you have immunity from enforcement. So immunity from lawsuits means that neither a sovereign of a state in person nor in absentia, right, which deals with a Latin word, right? It, it deals with absence, right? Um, so immunity, right, it deals with um, it deals with sovereigns, right? But immunity from suit means that neither the sovereign head or the person in absence or the representative form can be a defendant or a subject of court proceedings, nor in most equivalent forms such as under arbitration awards or tribunal award damages. Listen, I'm sovereign. I don't set my ass in the courtrooms. I don't I don't participate in public controversies. If you want to hear something from me, you're gonna get it in writing. It's gonna come from the trust. It's not going it, you're not going to see me walk my black ass, my Moorish black ass, up in the courtroom. And I'm not black in the legal terms. It's a colloquial sense of the word. Okay. Now, immunity from suit means that neither the sovereign, right, or the person who's representing that particular body, right, can be called could be called upon. So, furthermore, sovereign immunity of a state entity may be waived. A state entity may waive its immunity by uh, a written agreement. Uh, instituting proceedings without claiming immunity, right? This is why it's very important for you to step up into a court and claim your jurisdiction, right? If you have to go, right? Uh, submitting to a jurisdiction as a defendant in a suit or intervening in or taking any steps in any suit other than for the purpose of claiming immunity. So in constitutional monarchies, the sovereign is the historical origin of the authority which creates the court. Nigga, I create the court. The court don't create me. 
Thus, the court had no power to compel the sovereign to be bound by them as they were created by the sovereign for the protection of his or her subjects. So this rule was commonly expressed by the popular legal maxim called Rex Non Protest uh, Pecoret, which means that the king can do no wrong. <laughs> Y'all don't understand, man. I keep trying to tell niggas, you can't come at the throne. See, I, I understand this info. And I want y'all to understand it too. So this way, you can stand in your rightful place as a true sovereign, as somebody um, who really represents the Moroccan Empire, the way that it was meant to be represented, right? The way your ancestors really intended for you to represent yourself. Some people out here are niggas. Some of us are gods. You have to separate the two. Okay? So with that being said, um, call lines are wide open. We're going to go through the call lines. We're going to take some calls tonight. I'm going to take a real quick break, and we're going to come right back. We're going to jump on this call and see what's good, man. Uh, you right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joy Downsell Bank. And call the number 347-989-0194. If you're in the chat, go ahead and call in so you don't miss the rest of the show. We'll be right back. Keep it going. Hey, love, what's good? Hey, love, what's good? Shit, now I'm hopping on 71 right now. I'm headed your way. Shit, get your ass up and get ready. And leave that motherfucking purse at home. You hear me, buddy? Boss. Bitch, I got money. That pussy good, what you wasting all that on them lanes for? Uh, can you keep a secret? Can you keep us on the low? Can you can you keep my teeth silent like Django? Yeah. Slim waist, ass poking. Got my hand on your thigh, cruising streets while we smoking. I ain't never said I love you, but what's understood ain't gotta be said. And when I lick that pussy, that's the only time that you said a real N I G G A. So we gon' fuck good and smoke Keisha all day, baby. You gon' call in the work and take a sick day. And let me eat that pussy up like a mixed play. Do you hear me, baby? How I feel to fuck a real nigga. Everything he said he did, nigga. Really bad, it's real, nigga. Cognac is what we sippin' on. Kush is what we smokin' on. Girl, leave that purse at home. Bitch, I got money. Love me now, it's easy. Would you love me if I was down and out? Girl, if that money stopped coming in, or if I had to do a big girl, I'm fucking with you. Let me know it's mutual. A cold hearted hustler from a city where they shoot. But in my arms, get you a blessing. Can't you see I want you? She the pose, let me catch you. Can't you see I got you? Yeah, girl, that's enough for all that mushy shit. Let's fill these cups back up, then get this cushion hit. And girl, them leggings are a motherfucker. Got me down.
daydreaming by hitting you from the back while telling you don't run from me. Don't run I'll from do whatever is needed. I'll put this tongue on it, kiss and rub on it, and lick you until you come from me. And baby, after you come, let's hit the mop. And I don't give a fuck, let's buy it all, cuz. Bitch, I got money. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. All right, y'all, we back. Uh, well, let's go to the call line and see what's happening out there. I'm going to go to uh, 716-314. You're on the line. What's happening? Yo, peace to the God. What up, what up, what up, man? Yo. Yeah. Yeah, what up, God? Tell me, man. I'm checking out what you're talking about, just absorbing. It sounds like uh, uh, pretty much if you able to be able to, you know what I mean, have those rights rights enumerated that's inside the treaty, it applies to you. Like you were saying, you know, I don't know, man. I'm just keeping up with anything else. I do follow, but... Yeah, pretty you know, like, you know, this shit is this shit take a little you know, you might have to listen to the show a couple of times, but if you know the basic mm-hmm. concept is yeah, it's enumerated rights, man. Everything in the treaties is enumerated and it only applies to those who it applies to. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like if you was to be uh in that situation whereas you gotta be somewhere I mean pardon, so in the situation whereas you gotta you 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 don't want to be stateless. What are you called? If you I mean if you, you do a renunciation and you don't want to be stateless. Where, where you want to be at? Like, I mean, what's the what's the status? Yeah, well, you want to be a national. You want to be a national. You want to be considered a national. You want to be considered. So let's just say that you're from uh, what we consider uh, the United States of America, and you're from New York, right? You would be considered a native mm-hmm. New Yorker, but. Then past that, you have a nationality. So that's part of your nationality is being a native New Yorker, mm-hmm. or a native New Jerseyan, right, or something of that nature, right. But that's right. the very basis of the foundation. Then you say, okay, well, I'm a Moor. Okay, so then the nigga says, okay, well, you're a Moor. Well, where are you from, Moor? Well, I'm from New York. Well, okay, well, I'm a native New Yorker. Okay, well. What's what's your tribe? What's your lineage? And don't think mm-hmm. that the government don't know. But that's that's why they tell you if you read the DS eleven, they tell you when you're doing a passport, they spend anywhere from what, ten to fifteen hours per application? Because they go through uh NCIS or, or, or excuse me, USCIS. And, and, and they determine exactly who the fuck you are. They know your family lineage. They know who you are, where you come from. Maybe they know what the fuck you had to eat yesterday. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> like they know who they know who you are. Like that. Yeah, that's I, how deep, I mean, these people are, are very 
like uh, I'm gonna put you like this. Remember, the government sits in the seat for for the Moroccan government. So when you go right. to the Bureau of Consular Affairs and you say, "Yo, give me a passport," nigga, they know your lineage all the way back to your first people that was on this landmass when they started recording this shit. Probably past that. They they have those records. And guess what? They're secret hmm. records. That's why when you become national or real national and then you ask for the proof, they tell you, oh, it's a national security risk for us to give you that. Oh, so you might be gaining, they might have to gain, give you too much. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Well, what would be the risk? Yeah, man. Come on, man. Not, not everybody's entitled. Not everybody's entitled. Okay. Some niggas don't deserve this information. Some niggas don't deserve to be called sovereign. Some niggas need to stay in the box they in as a black person, as an African American. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just, I mean, and, and, and it ain't me who decides that. I don't decide that. You know, I've always been told with nationality, bro. You know, you claim your nationality, nobody can tell you who you are. But you better goddamn well believe that if you've been in the position where your actions are questionable. The government determines who the fuck you are. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. You one of our slaves, nigga. We're not letting you out. Right. That's what I'm... Yeah, yeah. It seems like they got final you, feeling he, a gang he, of stuff. He's, 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 one, he's, he's one of ours. <laughs> he's one of ours. <laughs> That's he, how they he's say it, right? He's, four, he's 14th. He's the 14th Amendment. Come on over here, buddy. Privileged out. Damn. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you know, there's a there's a really interesting um show called The Prisoner. And and one of the things in there he says is he says, I'm a man, I'm not a number. And they start laughing at him. Like, oh he, you thought you was a you thought you was a man? You're just another number. I mean, and that's that's one of the that's one of the realest things ever is that some niggas are just numbers. Social security numbers. You're not you're not considered Flesh and blood, and that's very unfortunate to say shit like that. But it's the truth. We're, we're dealing with a system that ain't easily letting their slaves go. Yeah. Would you want to? You was holding chattel property, nigga, that was worth so much money. You wouldn't just be willing to let a motherfucker roll. You got to prove some that you're worthy of my- holding your own. Yeah, like just like you just said, and in some instances, it might be more beneficial to hold that slave from, from endangering himself. Come thinking. on, because you don't know. Thank you. you know. Thank you. So. That's exactly what I'm saying, bro. Some in some instances, it's more mm-hmm. beneficial to hold your slave because your slave uh, don't really know what he's doing. You, you know, after the um, Emancipation Proclamation. A lot of niggas was in slavery another 10, 15 years because they didn't realize that they was free. So-called free. <laughs> they didn't realize that the ownership left the hands of the slaveholder and went to the government. And the government's like, well, if these niggas don't know they're free, we ain't going to sit up here and, and just announce it to them. I mean, we, you know, we, we told them there was emancipation, and that didn't even really free <laughs> a nigga. Just a proclamation, proclaiming, yeah. Yeah, come on, man. This is too crazy. You know, so it's, it's really it's deep, man. Damn, it's deep. But yeah, 
From every yeah. angle. I mean, God, this, this shit, as, I mean, as we get into it, it gets deeper. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yo, yo, you be going heavy with the laws and stuff, you know, and... I just, I just recently started, and I was like, I didn't before. Like, ain't like I haven't before, but I'm starting to, like, just go back to the shows, go back, because it'd be mm-hmm. way plenty of information. That's exactly what it is. So I just dig them up and spend time. Whatever I miss, I'm, I'm on, going bro. back to the shows. That's my Jones now. And that's going peace, because, you, you know, that's what I do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you what I know to be true, and then it's your job to go back and reinforce it for Mm-hmm. I, I don't want no slaves, you know. I don't want no, no. I, you know, we're creating leaders of leaders. You know, you're a follower, man. You fall back, but you know, I know you've been around a long time. You know, when I used to smoke weed, I smoked weed with your ass. So <laughs> I know what type of nigga you are. The goodie, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta man. have a certain type of mindset to even receive this info. Right. You know, the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. It surely ain't, cause it's to take you. You go in any direction with it, and it's about discipline for sure. Cause if you fall behind, and yeah, it is. This train's still moving. You know, it's, I see myself on, dealing man. with that, so I got. I, I just brush up, stay, stay afloat, basically. And I see a lot of different directions exactly. with it that it definitely could be taken. So, you know, I'm just trying to deal with suits me. And, and by the way, I got a question to ask you, like, so far as trust, yeah, up, like, okay, like, if you're putting a vehicle in trust, you want to minute, minute it up, boom, 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 to the trust, down at the county, hit it with mm-hmm. the UCC, and then go, now, now, uh, like a piece of property, does the house get a PT-61 or something like that that was spoken of before? Is that a form that you uh, fill out for the vehicle? That's, that's done, that's, well, but see, that's for done house. in Georgia. Right. Oh, so that that's there. Okay. Is, okay. Is, 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 yeah, that's a Georgia form. So mm, in, okay, in your okay. state, if you put something, if you're putting something in trust in your state, that requires number one for you, for you like let's say you transfer a car. Well, you gotta do everything mm. that you would normally do for a car, right? So one of the first things that you do for a car is a, is a uh, a bill of sale. So you do okay, a bill I of got sale, the title. right? Okay. Yeah. So 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 then once that's done. If it was gifted over to you or something like that, you do an affidavit showing that it was gifted. If it's put into the trust, okay. then you do a set of trust finished for it. Right? You do the, you, mm-hmm. and then you go down to the DMV, and your DMV will have a form. So if you gifted it over, if it was gifted to you, um, more likely if it's going from your name to the trust, you gifted it. So then you need to do a form for the trust to show that you gifted it. Oh, okay. As, as like the trustee. Or the grantor. Correct. Okay, so so like like let's say this person selling and the person buying my my and, and legals will go there as the buyer. Then I could turn around and get that to the trust like in that fashion. Yeah, yeah. So so let's just say that you bought something as the illegus from the trust. Well, okay, you purchased it as the illegus, and then the illegus mm-hmm. turns around and can gift it over from himself. To the actual trust. Hmm. Sounds simple. After the UCC and all that, right there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, okay. So the, the, yeah, the UCC is is a financing statement. So the UCC, the purpose of a UCC one is really just to 
to to give notice that that somebody is the creditor over that particular piece of property. Right. And any proceeds or what have you go goes to the secure party that creditor. Right. Exactly. Okay. Sound good. But not as good as the information you running tonight though. So I mean, I really want to jump back to that. I just had that one question. You know what I mean? I want to go ahead and keep it up with what you're talking about because that's that's most interesting yeah, too. I know you said it's gonna be a part two. Staying on topic too. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm gonna do a part two to this. I'm, next, next week we're gonna do a part two to our wealth series, and then a week after I'll do a part two to this particular uh, this particular show because there's more information for me to go into. Just saying, you know, this is just the surface level of this shit, man. And I think it's a little deep. It's a little, probably a little too deep for some people, but you know. Yeah, they get their feet wet. You know, it's, it is what it is. Everybody move at their own pace. That's a great thing. Put your feet in the water if you can't see any way to jump in. You know. Mhm. Get that preparation going because it's here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get splashed exactly. in the end anyway. <laughs> you gonna get wet out of the way. <laughs> so, on, get used to it. Splash. Splash. Might as well get used to it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Yeah, I'm yeah, on I appreciate it, bro. Good to hear from you, man. Same here, bro, bro. You know, in the curl like I die, I always got my eye open trying to see what's happening because it's like, to me, the hottest thing probably oh, really? be it. Yeah, yes, man. I'm going to let somebody yes, else live, dog. Yeah, you already know. All right, God. Hey, no doubt. Peace to the God. Great show. Good to hear from you, man. Stay up, bro. Thank you, God. Peace, God. Hey, bro. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Good nigga right there, man. Fuck with that nigga. All right, 404 what up? Peace to the guys. What's up, Hollywood? Can you hear me? Shit, chillin', chillin', man. You know, it's funny you just got that nigga off the phone, because me and him was just building earlier. And I kind of touched on what you talking about uh, tonight, about uh, oh, okay, okay, you know that. But the way I was explaining it to him, I was talking to him from an aspect of defending the trust and all that. And I took the United States for you know, for example, right? We understand the United mm-hmm. States coming in as the state of the, as the states under the union, right? We understand that. But exactly. then we know that they created a whole nother, right? Which is the corporation. That's right. That's right. And so I was telling him, I was like, where in the Constitution do it say anything about attorney generals or U.S. attorneys, basically? They don't they mention don't. U.S. They attorneys. Don't. They don't. That, so, you know what that was? That was part of the codes. Uh-huh. That's right. What you talk that about, was, about that was federal probably. regulations and all that for U.S. citizens. That was part of their trust that they created to, keep, to help keep shit in check because who else is going to do it? That's exactly what we was talking about. And I told him, I was like, and furthermore, nigga, I was like, the District of Columbia is not even a fucking state that's in the fucking union. Nope. You see nope, what I'm saying? That's the private trust corporation. They don't even, that's why, I, you know, I, I feel bad for niggas that, that are born in D.C. because they don't fully understand what they can subject to. Right, 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 right. And so I'm telling him, I was like, so literally... The way they be uh, scaring people, it's, it's due to the lack of knowledge also 
But if you really understood it from the aspect of what you're talking about tonight, and when you're dealing with them, when they come at you like that, they're not coming as the state. You see what I'm saying? They coming mm-hmm. as that state. You did some type of contact with us, and we will not fucking bread or attack off of you. You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just. It's like this, like I gave him another uh, example. I was like, like people think the DMV has some congressional control or some shit, man. No, they got a contract to do business with the state to ensure that drivers are properly licensed and regulated, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of people are their type of organization. Correct. So you as a private individual, if you walk in there on your own and voluntarily fill out one of those applications that you know you're not a fucking driver, you did that. Yep. So when they say shit like, yep. well, it's state law. It's state law that you get a driver's license. That no, is no. state law, right? But guess what? I'm not a fucking driver. You feel me? No. So, that's the thing. You remember a while back, I read the Department of State's manual, and it said that having mm-hmm. a driver's license didn't make you a U.S. citizen, which means that if you get one, you're not necessarily beholden uh, to the contract as a U.S. citizen, but they'll treat you like a U.S. citizen. Right, right, because it's only U.S. persons and shit that's falling for all that up under those licenses and regulations and shit. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy because they, they see the DMV say that shit, and they feel like, oh, yeah, they right. He is in the law. All they did was quote the law. They never said that they had the power to enforce it. You dig what I'm saying? Exactly. They never yep. told you that you could do that. That's right. That's Go a presumption. Ahead. That's it. No, that's and niggas, niggas come with the most presumptions and shoot themselves in the foot and talk themselves out of the motherfucking uh, goal. You know what I mean? You giving these <laughs> niggas power they don't have. <laughs> you feel Very me? presumptuous. Right, right. I'd be like, man, I, I be saying, I'd be like, man, y'all not really looking at it for what it is. Half this shit be oxymoronized. It don't make sense because in mm-hmm. one fashion, you can say, hey, you a fucking U.S. person. And then I come in here and show you the proof that I'm not a fucking U.S. person according to your laws, right? According to right. other things, other documents, I'm showing you that I'm not a U.S. person. And you have no definitive proof or material facts in record that says I'm a U.S. person. Right. That's right. You yeah. Do right yeah. I mean, because the thing about it is, is that's why you always challenge jurisdiction. Because, you know, when you go in there, you know, they got to prove that you, you got to prove I'm a U.S. citizen. You got to prove that. And if you only prove that to show where I signed the contract. And my presumption, um, you know, or if I should say their presumption, is based on contract. That's it. It has to be a clear cut mm-hmm. contract. Because you can't find nothing. That's why I say it's a treaty. Right. And then you come up with a treaty. It's a treaty. Right. That's the concept. Right. It's crazy, but I've been sitting back. And, you know, I tell people, I tell the truth all the time. Along with studying all this, it's a must that you get back into the metaphysics and understand it. Study criminology and psychology. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. Oh yeah, you will see exactly what these people. I highly agree with that. Yeah, I highly agree with that. I mean, you know, this is whether people want to admit it or not. This is a metaphysical school of thought. 
This shit comes from right. the ether. That's why I was telling niggas earlier, you, you can't figure out where my information comes from because it comes from the ether. Mm-hmm. You know, you even be able to wrap your mind around some of this shit sometimes. You got to be at a higher level of thought. Right, right, right. When you start talking about this shit, I was like, this nigga must be on my psychic wavelength or something. What the fuck is going on? Come on, man. Uh, he like, talking about the same shit like, I was just like talking about. vibrate and resonate. Right, so, you know, and that's what, that's another thing I've been getting into to, uh, when I started doing these documents and shit like that, because they got all type of fucking bullshit-ass traps to set you up. You know what I mean? When I started doing these documents, do. if I'm saying I'm moving in a certain light, Therefore, I'm not about to mention they fucking law. Ain't nothing. I'm going to use the language right. of their law. You see what I'm saying? That's, All right. I need that's to one of the reasons why we tell people you don't use the Constitution and your trust in that shit. You know, and I've seen niggas that have done that. You don't do that shit. That's a setup right, right there. Yeah, and don't say uh, my constitutional. Nothing's constitutional for you. Say according to your. You know what I'm saying? This is their document. This yep. has nothing to do Yep. And if you subscribe to it Then you fall up under the laws Of that document It's just like you come right. up under right. state Like you were saying What tribe did you come from You see what I'm saying naturally, you go, yeah, Your national yep. origin Would be the descent of that tribe You dig what I'm saying Because that state that's, that's, that's created right. Is the settler or the uh, What do you call it It's the colonizer that's his state and yeah, for him to do state, People forget, like I said, each state is a country. So because each right. state is a country, you know, then it, it has to have a national. So are you a national mm-hmm. of that country or not? Right, right. And that will uh, subject you to the uh, laws of that state, that flag. That's your standing when you walk into that court. Those, That's what's projecting you. You get what I'm saying? But that's right. you can't yep. be a part of that society. Because that's a uh, what they call an insular possession or territory of the United States, which yep. is the federal union. of the yep of the federal government. That's right. Right, right. You see right. what I'm saying? So you don't want no point with that. You don't want to deal with that shit. If you come in, you're supposed to come in under that flag that was uh, flown when those treaties was written. That's the flag. You come yeah, law, law of the flag. You know, you, there you, you know, the national. That, is under the flag under which he flies, under the vessel, you know. Uh huh. And that's how you can get true. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, Appreciate I mean, it. you know, niggas just need to get that. into the books hard, man. You know what I mean? And go back to the metaphysics. Look at criminology and psychology, because that's one and the same, but opposite effect on the same coin. You dig what I'm saying? Well, well, and you're right. One of the things Jonah says, you know, they use dialectic principles. Um, when they're mm-hmm. speaking, so, and that's that's a psychology thing. That that is uh, that is magic if there ever was it. That's it. Use the use of words. That's it, you know, my guy. Dialect. You get it right over here. So get your magic yeah, up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. You know that's the perfect right. the perfect sage it. or the the perfect magi should be able to create what he wants to manipulate the person that's into right. giving what he needs. That's it. But that's, that's peace right. to the God. Use your words carefully. Hey, peace to the gods, bro. Appreciate you calling, man. Get with you soon. Sure. All right. All right. Peace, bro. 
right, let me see here. Let's go to uh, 585 500. You're on the line. What up? Peace to the guys. Peace, Joey. Hey, peace. What's going on? How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Doing you have well. a good show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, um, I think I think when you when when I hear uh, your shows and throughout the week with Jonah, it's kind of like we all kind of like uh, residing with each other. I don't know if our thoughts are mm-hmm. all the same because um, I I've been looking over so, the password and just came over this weekend. <laughs> the Falcon, you talking about the super injunction? Yeah, the super injunction. My bad. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, and it falls right in line with what we're talking about because even the, the laws are for that joint. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when we when we put the laws, them laws directly are related to uh, your nationality, you know, mm-hmm. your status as sovereign, all of that stuff. Yep. Ingress and regress. And not only that, it's like you put in these certain people on notice that need to be put on notice about what your status is so that Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be no issues or anything like that you know when you look up who these people are you know this is the shit that they handle exactly yes it is exactly what they handle now I can tell you for a fact that you know doing the passport um, and submitting documents like that you're dealing with consular consular affairs uh-huh. right and uh-huh. People, uh-huh. people tend to forget that the, the consular is is the end all be all when it comes to nationality if you're out of the country and you got a problem who you go to you go to the consular yeah so who so you know, who would be so, I don't know yeah. if that might be giving too much away but um, who would be somebody we put on notice for this trust this uh trust injunction? Well first of all you wanna deal with the jurisdiction that you're in. Mm-hmm. So you still deal with the share the sheriff, things of that nature. And you know, if you was to take it, you know, to a higher a higher level, then you may start dealing on international terms. Right? And then, you know, then you would deal with those who are parties to treaties of a convention, aka sovereign states. See, your, the mm-hmm. state of is not sovereign. It's a part of the corporation. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's in a delegation higher than that. You know, without me saying too much on the radio about that, that's in a delegation higher than the state of. You know, so that deals with uh, kingships, queens, you know, kingdoms. <laughs> you know, monarchies, real rulers, your your real rulers, the ones who really and that's sit basically who we are, though. Of course, we are on this landmass. Yeah. What about other landmasses? So you got to figure out how to sovereign here. Yeah, you got to figure it out. But you respect here as a sovereign once you learn how to operate in that capacity fully. I mean, it's a respected position, but if you're not operating fully in that capacity, you know, then you don't get that respect, unfortunately. Now, now even like with the question you just asked me, 
I know another word that I've seen reading about these other people who are involved in the trust, the trustees, they call them plenipotentiaries. So usually plenipotentiaries, Mm -hmm. don't they try, they travel around and do shit like that. So wouldn't you. Plenary um, powers. Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't that help you out some? I I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up and I'm going to drop a definition. Let me pull it up right quick. Because okay. I, I had a show where I went over plenary powers. I mean, let me drop that. All right. Now, plenary powers and U.S. constitutional law, right, it deals with authority or plenary authority, which is a complete and absolute power to take action on a particular issue with no limitations. It's derived from Latin. Okay? Now, in the United States, plenary power um, has been granted to a body or a person in absolute terms with no review of or limitations upon the exercise of that power. The assignment of a plenary power to one body divests all other bodies from the right to exercise that power where not otherwise entitled. So plenary powers are not subject to judicial review in a particular instance or in general. This is the reason why you can go in and create a trust and and create Mm -hmm. the laws of the trust, and it's not Mm -hmm. subject to judicial review or adjudication because it's considered to be under plenary power. Mm. Mm. That is that this trust is like so it gets so like enticing every minute because you we reading yep. all of these different documents but you got to look at it like these are the powers that you're going to possess, you know, as you move along, you know what I'm saying? Not being under the jurisdiction of this corporation. Right. But using, you right. know, but, these yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is the reason why you can go put like you know when I when I went and put a couple people in trust, um, I really didn't have too much problems. But then when I actually put a brother in trust who they didn't want in trust, they they questioned my authority on that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had I had to step back and say, okay, well you know what, I released myself from many from many obligations, uh, and I'm held harmless. So if this nigga does anything. That goes against his trust. You got a right to to deal with him, not me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's the reason why I always mention you can't be you can't be dishonorable with this information. You got to be a you got to be a good guy. <laughs> you know, it's hard yeah. for niggas to, to to get with. You got to be one of the good guys. You got to be a stand up guy or woman. Yeah, especially being who we are, we can't come raggedy like they do. You know what I'm saying? Like want to take a knee mm-hmm. after all of the mm-hmm. bullshit has gone on, and then want to fake mm-hmm. like they care. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. This why you know I, I deal with, I deal with all types of people. You know, from from businessmen to gangbangers. And I should tell you that I, I tell the businessmen essentially I tell the gangbangers, nigga, you can't go out there and and, and damage other people's shit. You can't go hurt Mm-mm. people. You can't go. You can't use this shit to think that this is a um, a scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not a scapegoat, nigga. You'll still be held responsible for your actions. That's them act going back into acting like a heathen, though, and not being up uh, underneath the covenant. And I think, like you talked about a few weeks ago, following mm-hmm. the laws of my eyes mm-hmm. and different things like that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. really Absolutely. a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a lifestyle, and and, and the, the lifestyle extends 
um, to all of those who it's supposed to extend to. You know, like if if I was, let's just say I was, um, you know, the the, the king of England. Then mm-hmm. if the king of England, if the king of Prussia comes to me and his ass is not being honorable, but we under treaty, I'm not going to honor that treaty. Why would I? If we he go over here it. living in peace and harmony and we doing commerce with other nations and you come over here and want to be belligerent, you think I'm going to want to do want to do business with you and be at peace with you? No way. Nah, nigga. No way. I'm going to tell you to go kick rocks. Now, like no? for for uh, I don't I don't know. I seem like you 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 talking about injunctions. So is it okay if I ask a question about um, I guess bring the passport in since you've been talking about both um, the injunction okay, with the, the passport. Okay, the injunction with the passport. I watched the um, webinar over the weekend and I see that y'all did Missouri. Y'all used the Constitution for Missouri. Now, I'm sure me mm-hmm. being here in New York, I need to find the same articles um, to put in for New York instead of using Missouri, correct? Yeah, yeah. now, now that, that is very true. You, you, you need to. And the other thing is is that, that that particular webinar was done prior to even me getting my passport international. So mm-hmm. what I would advise is that um, you, you, you maybe set up a nationality console with me. Mm-hmm, and I can walk mm-hmm. you through some more information because uh, there's certain yeah. things I'm just not going to talk about on the air. But uh, one of the things that that needs to be done is mm-hmm. um, obviously that needs to be done as well. You need to go find your laws in New York. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But there are other layers that allow you to get that particular status, um, and it's not just using the laws because a lot of times you're using the law in New York. Sorry, Joey. No, sorry. A lot I'm of times they look at the law and they will ignore the law. Mm-hmm. In the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said this yeah. hood antics going on. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll, they'll look at the law and ignore the law. So you may want to set up some time with me, um, and we can talk about that a little bit more in the private. Sure. Oh yes, I'm I'm interested to do that, but um, I, I guess I only ask my questions tonight just to kind of like get my stuff prepared. So when I do get consultation with you, at least I'm, you know, halfway to the mark and not coming to you with just like, you know, crumbs and stuff. But the only reason, the one, the one thing that I asked though is like, I was looking in the New York constitution and I haven't come across anything like, I remember it was talking about ex post facto, but we do have bill of attainder and um, corruption of the blood. So I thought that those terms were synonymous. those, Those are good. Yeah. Well, bill of attainder is um, uh-huh. a corruption of blood is a little bit different because that also deals yeah. with titles and nobility. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but but you um, don't like that. When, you certainly don't like okay. that. Yeah, because I I know um I know they're not like the same legal definitions, but it's dealing with um you know them trying to take status away from you. And things of that nature, and um, doing illegal shit to you and violating you, like you talked about earlier. Oh yeah, uh-huh. once, once they they did that through denationalization, they did that through uh, uh-huh. genocide. They they did mm-hmm. that uh, when, when they disenfranchised you. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Also, uh-huh. all of that, a lot of that shit has been done to you already. It's just um, it, it's it 
it runs so smoothly as a system that you don't even notice sometimes. That's why, you know, niggas that's out here voting don't realize that they vote don't count because they got disenfranchised with the forces of niggas. Exactly. But people have to look back at the word disenfranchised too. That's what y'all teach in the seminars as well. You know, we only know one definition, yeah. but disenfranchised mean more than one thing. So, you know, yes, people don't really know that they take taking yes, more than voting away from you. So. Oh, wait, Joey, I got one more question. Both. I know you. They, 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 gave, they gave you civil rights, which ain't no rights at all. Go ahead. What's your question? No human rights. Okay. Now, I am also I also had to do my UCC over, um, but I had I'm doing a addendum with the UCC one financial statement, and on the addendum when you add in your extra collateral, there is a question at the bottom. I think it's number seventeen. And it asks, is um, the debtor a trust or a trustee? If applicable. No. And I want. No, no, okay. no. How, how, how can the debtor be a trust if the trust is a creditor? That's, that's what I was thinking. So I just was not going to answer. Like, I just wasn't going to check anything because it, it didn't. It wasn't uh, applicable to what I'm doing. Yeah, so, leave, yeah. leave it blank. Yeah, the, the debt. Yeah, the debtor is the debtor is is not a a creditor, and the creditor it's just is the debtor. Okay. All right, and I'm gonna make that consultation. I'm gonna set that up. Okay, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you, Joey. Have a good night. Hi, right, you too. Peace. All right, let's go to uh, three one four two eight zero. What up? Peace to the God. Peace to the how God, you doing, man. my how brother? You doing? How, yeah, how you be, brother? Yeah, I'm peaceful. I'm peaceful, brother. That was very enlightening, man. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to raise the people's consciousness to just deal with their heart, to get their heart right, man. That's 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 so profound, brother. You know? Oh, and, thank um, you, I mean, that, that's what I'm yeah. for. Hopefully, that's somebody, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. I got two questions for you. Uh, on that trust, what's the name of that trust manual? Uh, you had, you had, what's that guy's name with that trust manual? You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the, the real simple one, Alex, or, or I can't, I, I let somebody use my stuff, man, and I can't, uh, I'm trying to uh, redo it. Um, the trust, I'm, I'm man, you said, you said it on one show. It, it's with the, uh, you you had it with the money mechanics. Uh, ain't that the name of it? The money mechanics about the... Uh, you talking about, you're talking about modern, modern money mechanics is is you know that that deals with that deals with money right. aspect. Um, right. The right. uniform trust code. Okay. Right. Right. Um, right. And, and um, modern a, money. I, you know, I drop documents all the time. So I, I know, but exactly this the 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 trust manual the dude was on it and and you was telling him you know he was saying that he was looking over the manual. And uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, I just have to go back. I don't, and, uh, I don't remember offhand. Yeah, if I if, right, if it right. comes to me, I'll, I'll definitely text you 
and send you the info, but I, I can't remember, bro. I, I, got, okay. I got so many documents floating around in my head. I'll be forgetting shit. I too. know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, okay, my brother. I'm going to say peace to the God. Peace hey, to hey, God, George. brother. Good to hear from you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I hit that. I, I did that uh, 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 council with you, too. Okay, I'll tell you what, I got a couple people I got to get to because I have some personal stuff going on this weekend um, and last week, right. so I'll get with you this week, um, and I'll schedule a time okay. so we can speak. All right, my bro. Okay, bro, I got you. Peace. All right, peace to the God. Peace to the God. Yeah, I got a few brothers. My uh, brother Trini, uh, brother Yusuf, um, a couple of y'all brothers, I got y'all, man. I'm going to be getting with y'all. Okay. 636-249, what up? Six three six two four nine on the line. Oh, I had you on mute. My, my bad. Hey, peace to the guys. How you doing? Hello, oh, peace to the guys. Going down. Not much. I just had two two questions pertaining to the whole um, show. And uh, let me see what I wrote okay. down. Uh, the first, the first one was um, I wanted to get the information for uh, you mentioned something about how all of this stuff is like when it comes down to these wars and stuff like that. And how it's all been, uh, of course, um, like actors and stuff like that. Propaganda. It's all yeah, propaganda. Yeah. I, you yeah. know what? You know what? I use that you word all the time. I, I just forgot it. Well, I saw that. Listen, I was watching the War Channel on TV on Pluto, and um, it's the military channel, and it was a whole documentary about how the military will fake wars. And propaganda and what they did, especially during like World War Two, was that they would inflate tanks and get niggas mm. to dress up like soldiers, and then they would send them out into what looked like a battlefield, and then they would take pictures and shit to make niggas look like they got wounded and shit like that, and then they would take that shit and then propagandize it to the public to make people think that the war was actually going on like that. Believe it or not, I had I went to Sumner for a minute. And uh, I had first black history class ever. And that's the first time I ever became interested in history, period. And uh, we, sh- uh-huh. we were shown propaganda, how they would pass out candy bars and stuff like that to people in poverty, like third world on, countries, to make, it seem, <laughs> the, the same, to make it seem like, you know, say, hey, we need you all to do this. We're giving you all this and then blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, the people, yeah. you know, make it look like it's terrorism going on or what have you, like ISIS or whatever, or something, whatever, something, you yes, know, exactly like the whole War going on, and it's not. But um, what, now you now you say you got no, Pluto, no, right? But that you to right, you right. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Now you say that you found that on Pluto, the uh, channel Pluto, the uh, war channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was watching Pluto. You, you, you know what Pluto is? Pluto TV. It's, it's a it's a free. You can download on it's your phone. Or, or yeah. if you got yeah, you know, if you got a smart TV, it's free. They got a bunch of free channels and shit on there. But they have a mm-hmm. a, um, a military channel. Um, and it's part of the military channel. Niggas use okay. fucking actors. Do you know what? Do you know what episode? Because man, I'm telling you, I, I go through this with people all the time. He's like, man, how, how is it going to be? What's going on? I, I don't remember what episode. I don't remember what episode. You know, I caught it twice, and every time I watched mm-hmm. it, it was like one, two o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And nigga, like, I don't remember exactly the name of it, but you can probably catch it because Pluto they actually show reruns of everything all day long. Okay. All right. So, so my next question was, uh, <clears throat> when it comes down to the to the law, and we noticed when the courts were made, 
it, the courts were made. It, we'll put it like this. In the courts today, when you're talking about administrative courts, you're guilty into proven innocent. But that's right. We created the courts. We're innocent, and we're not. And we, we're all, when, when we go to court, we're supposed to always be represented as not represented as, but we should always be acknowledged as the creators of the court. And that when we go into the court, we're always innocent until something is brought against mm-hmm. us. So what, what what's that? What's uh-huh. that and, and and well, well, it's like I gave you the maxim earlier that 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 the 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 king is is the sovereign, right? The, the real sovereign. So technically. Um, I don't know what the exact maxim for that would be, but I'll tell you like this. Um, anytime that you're considered to be the sovereign, right, then because, because you create essentially the court, and the court of equity is really the king's court, you shouldn't even be stepping into right, any other court that's not a competent jurisdiction. Bottom line. That's the reason. That's the. That's why the name of the show is Bottom Line. <laughs> it's crazy too because hey, all yeah, my life yeah. I'm chasing other teenagers. I always say that's the bottom line because parents say so. Hey, you just showed me bottom line. Bottom line. <laughs> hey, stay like that, bro. You from the southern state? You know. Yep. Show me, man. Hey, come on. Hey, well, I appreciate. it. I'm gonna have to go back from the show because I I jumped in late. You know, I'm, I'm working. Oh, oh, by the way, I want to say I'm still gonna so do good. my um, consultation. I'm just. I'm just putting things together with a nine to five right now, so it takes time. You can't just okay, no you know, keep this number. Okay, hey, but I appreciate it. Peace to the God. I'm gonna yeah, rethink Thank you for calling, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Peace to the God. Okay, those are those are some real good questions. Thank you for bringing that point up too about the uh, military. You know, because I can go back and research that man. They do a lot of prop. Matter of fact, they made propaganda legal in this country. Believe it or not. Okay. Go to 518 986 on the line. What did I do? How are you doing? Peace to the God. Peace. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, you know. And yeah, so, thank you. Um, Happy Father's Day. <laughs> so I'm a woman, but yes, yes, I have a father. I ain't no daddy yet. But, um, <laughs> but you father to many of the minds. So, anyway. Thank you. I, might have to, I might have to see it somewhere in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> but, so, oh, anyway. <laughs> um, well, what you were talking about earlier about how the, pre- um, the president is not the real um, one running the show and how there is a secret society and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a television show called Scandal. I don't know if many people pay attention to that show, but I do. Oh yeah, and Scandal. Olivia is Pope. You talking about with, uh, with, with Olivia Pope? Yeah. Yep. Yes. And, who, and who her father. D six thirteen, right? Yes, D six. Yes, sir. And I, I now gotcha. I paid attention to that show before, but after listening to this show, I'm gonna have to rewatch those episodes and pay attention again. Cause this shit is real. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that that fucking show, man, in the last six months, and 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 I can tell you that that shit. Every time I watch it, and you know it was written by a black woman too. Yes, yeah, yeah. I pay attention. I pay attention to that yeah. show tough before, but now I pay attention to it even tougher now. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Right. For real. Yeah, for that's real. just weird. I thank you for bringing that up. That's very real. Yeah. True story. If it ain't true, someone, someone's true. 
B613, son. And it was crazy how Olivia Pope was always working against her father, trying to, you know, defund the um, the operation. And she, remember she pulled the um, the cord and pulled all the funds and then, like, yes, shit. Yes, I do. Yep, and they had the black, the black records in the back. <laughs> and she had all the records, yep. And, and then when she thought she had the real records, she didn't even have the real records because they had those hidden too. The black yeah. budget. Yeah. She's crazy. But real. Yeah. So but, but, but that's what we're dealing with. I mean that's a that's that's a real faction in this country. And don't think that they not that they don't really fucking exist. Yeah. I know they exist. I'll tell you that for a fact. Facts. I'm pretty sure I know a couple people. Who, who who's part of some of these organizations? But you know, I ain't gonna say no names. But I, I know a few niggas. Yeah, and women, for that matter. Yep. You'll never know. Um, you unless you get unless you get invited to one of them societies or you know some shit like that. You know the real shit like that. They're not. They're not making themselves known. They 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 operate in extreme secrecy. Yeah. Yep. And then I remember watching another show, or was it a movie? But anyway, um, or was it Dear White People on Netflix? I think it was mm-hmm. Dear White People on Netflix, where there was this HBCU, or was it a white college, and they segregated, not segregated, but they made a whole dorm, which is black people. But anyway, it was a secret society that was a part of the school, and um, there was codes all over the school and shit, and um, and how it was a, um, connected to the government, and the it was pretty much like the deep south, and um, how they were instrumental mm-hmm. in making the laws and shit like that. It's another interesting show. But um, yeah, my question. I, I, I'm gonna take some time to watch that show because I remember when it came out. But yeah, I mean that's. You know, I, I went to HBCU, and I can tell you that that they have factions like that on those campuses as well to keep niggas in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep keep you from. Like, I had an African American history class <laughs> at the HBCU, and she said shit. Hmm. She was more of a the, the lady was more of a damn. Uh, you know, uh, she was like a, a rebel, if you will. But she didn't teach us shit because they had to keep her ass checked. And that was on a black campus. That's what they do. Um, so my question, I have um, my mm-hmm. seals already and my um, signature stamp are from my um, foreign, um, foreign trustee. So my question is, yeah. when doing those, um, adding those to my documents now, do I, how do I um, apply that, I mean, go and put it in document it in the court of records? Do I have to put in minutes that I'm using this seal now yep. to be on? Um, yep. Okay. Well, if, you're, if your trust is set up, number one, then what, you, what you're going to, and by the way, anybody who needs a trust seal, you can holler at me. Um, we, I have that service available um, to a brother. Um, but what you'll do is if your trust is registered in a competent jurisdiction, right, and mm-hmm. they know about the trust, then you'll create a set of minutes, um, and you'll put it in the minutes, and then what you also do 
<laughs> is put it in uh, a more public form, which would be like the registrar's office. Okay. Okay. Well, my registrar's office you know, is staying there but, too, as well. Well, Over good. Well, good. Then. Yeah, good. You killed yeah. two birds with one stone. Yes, sir. Yep. For the records, all that is at my uh, county clerk's office. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. So then, yep. um, you you you'll deal with the county clerk. You'll put it in your trust minutes under your trust, under your actual state number for your trust, if you set it up in probate, and then you'll proceed and actually do it with the registrar's office and then let them know. But it's not, it, you know, really, and if you do it with the registrar's office, um, in terms of putting it on the public record, you could do it in the form of an affidavit. Okay. That's all really right. all you need. That's and then after that, you just proceed as follows when you're you're doing any of your documents pertaining to the trust. You just seal it next to the notary yep. and then uh, Correct. submit them. Correct. All right. Yep. Oh, so question. Yep. Would it be considered tampering yep. with um, documents if I was to say take um, like an official form like an 8832, print it on letterhead paper, Put my seal on top of it, and then yeah, submit yeah, that. Don't do that. You don't want to do that. No, we don't, don't want to do that. But those documents, so I, those are the IRS would be on your ass. Government do documents. So you don't want to do that to any yeah. government documents. You just want to do your own. No, they'll be on your ass. Now, well, okay. Because I'm certain, certain, do, certain documents, like certain documents, like if you if you're in the court and you and you're dealing with like uh, motions and things, you can change certain things up, but Adding mm-hmm. so you can what you can do is you can add things to documents. When you start adding things like your private fields and shit, um, then that becomes an issue. And I would stay away from doing that unless it's on your own documentation. Be very careful with that. All right. I ain't gonna tell you nothing that's gonna get your ass locked up, all right? I know, I trust that's what I'm asking. We don't need, we don't, we don't need you in jail. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not me, anyway. There's some others, right. like you said earlier, that are not honorable. But anyway. No, um, they're not. Exactly. But, uh, so I yeah, think I got all my questions. Yeah, I'm I good, though. I appreciate you calling. But thank you. Yeah, no, thank no, you for no your questions. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Peace appreciate you, too. Peace. All right, 215-617, what up? Two one five six one seven. You know? One more time. Two one five six one seven. All right, we on. Three one six three zero eight. What up? Another line. Peace to the God. What's the God, brother Joy? What's up, bro? Peace to the God. Man, I'm doing wonderful, magnificent, and great, and so happy and thankful that large, enormous, gigantic sums of money. Come quickly and easy to me right Maybe now. Maybe Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in and let you know, man, I appreciate the topic because as you was getting towards the end, uh, right before you started getting to the whole Q&A, it actually clicked for me mm-hmm. kind of uh, where you were going oh, with that. Oh, what I was – yeah, thank you, bro. You know what I'm thank saying? You. Like, it, it, it really, like, it just, like, clicked in. I was like, holy crap. That that's it. 
that's it right there. You know what I mean? Like for me, yeah. You know, that was really one of those moments for me because, you know, with, with, you know, being in the trust and, Uh you know, and trying to operate in honor and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely an mm-hmm. aha moment. Now, now you understand. You know. Yeah, and it might be one that you might just want to go back and listen to again, just to you know keep it in your mind. You know, but yeah, I appreciate that. Them aha moments are, are what, what what this is done. For. Well, oh, most definitely. You know, because um, like like you were saying, just with you know the whole injunction, you know, for the trust and everything like that. It's just you know if you've been paying attention then you should already really know how to write up your injunction for your trust anyway. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's right. If you're going to pay attention, then, then it really should come as a surprise. It, yes, most definitely. You know, and like I said, so as you was getting closer to the end with the information, you know, as you was wrapping up, you know, to get to the Q&A, it just, like I said, for me, it was really an aha moment just because of the perspective that she was giving us uh, with the information. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I mean, it just, you know, kind of started connecting some dots for me to kind of, you know, understand more and more, you know, how to actually operate with this trust, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, have your, you know, nationality with your trust and, you know, how to govern accordingly and, you know, just all of that. It all goes hand in hand. It was really dope. Yeah, it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, it does. Yeah, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. But no yeah, doubt. other than I'm that, God, and, I just and part two, part two gonna be even deeper. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna really go in when I go into part two. So I, I appreciate you, you know, absorbing the information. Most definitely, God. I just I just wanted to give you that real quick, just to let you know there's some of us out here that's really, you know, trying to be those leaders. You know what I'm saying? That are the leaders of leaders. You know what I'm saying? To really be able to overstand and really get us to the people, because. It's not a lot of people that's going to understand this. You know what I'm saying? But the ones that are, no, if we can break it down for the other ones, you see what I'm saying? We can we can actually start having those other ones govern themselves accordingly to where we can actually, like you were saying, yeah, create those exactly. governments and have those different things happen for us. So, you know, like I said, I just wanted to give you that and let you know that. But I'll jump off real quick so you can get somebody else. God, I appreciate you. Thank Peace you, God. I appreciate you, God. Thank you, God. Peace, God. Okay, we um, we about we got about seven minutes. I'm going to try to take a couple more calls real quick. So we got a quick question. Go ahead and get your question in real quick. And uh, then we're going to get up out of here. 202-251. D.C., what up? Two zero two two five one. Yeah. Hello? 202-251. Hello? Two zero two two five one. Oh, okay, you there? What the hell, nigga? Two oh two two five one, what up? What up, Joey? What's up, bro? Yeah, I was uh man, every I mean everything's cool, man. Just sitting in listening. Um I didn't realize I <laughs> hit the uh um press one huh? button to uh speak in. Yeah, I didn't That's didn't right. realize it, but uh yeah. Good show, good information, man. And um, yeah, I was just uh, checking in and um, um, listening to every, uh, what everybody's saying. But definitely, no on doubt. Good show is always. No well, thank you for listening, God. Appreciate you, God. Thank you for listening. Yes, sir. All right, my man. All right, peace, God. 
Peace to the God, man. Shit, I'm just here um, listening to the show. Call, yeah, it's in a box underneath. Okay. I'm just listening to the show, Joey. Peace to the God, man. I, I thank you for what okay. y'all be doing, man. Everything, and shout, shout to the whole crew. Peace. Okay, thank you, bro. Peace. So that's it, man. That's where we at. Gonna make more commerce.com. We're gonna do part two of this in two weeks. Next week we'll hit up on uh, our wealth series part two. And then we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it going, man. I appreciate y'all. You know, we out. Um, take care of yourself and each other. We out. You know, we never sold drugs because it was the in thing to do. We simply were broke with no job options offering comparable pay. Hey, what's up? This KD, man. Still on my exclusive shit, man. Reporting live from the feds, man. I'm fucking with my nigga KC Young Boss. It's time for that re-up, my nigga. What's happening? Hey, this Black Walk, the KC legend. Reporting live from the feds. Rocking with my bro, Boss. KC. Yeah. I used to post in the 30s, nigga. With a rocket at the crack spot. Dope so fire, had fiends trying to buy some with an Xbox. Yeah, I took it, nigga. Why not? Then I took it to the pawn shop. Left the pawn shop, hit moms. Then it's back to selling hockey dogs. Pussy nigga still hating, huh? Guess some things will never change. 40 cal on my lap, nigga. Ooze under the seat like loose chain. If she with me, she fucking, nigga. Pussy nigga, that's common sense. On my meat like a condiment. Trees on me like an ornament. Catch me flying down prospect. It's stepped on, that's why it costs less. Niggas test bullets, touch flesh. If you hold your people down, God bless. Kansas City, I'm classy. You can smell it through the plastic. In the street, she don't fold a bit. In the bedroom, she elastic. Raw team coming quarterly. I was 19, front quarter piece. Money on my mind, can't afford to sleep. So I'm hopping out, the nigga daughter sheet. Said he calling me the man, nigga. Zip lock, I got my hand in it. Trombone, flus, drums, bitches throwing batons. We just want the bands, nigga. White teeth smelling like a zone. No blunt. Just raw cones. I'm a Gemini, so I'm Jay-Z mixed with Gandhi and Al Capone. Niggas asking when the album dropping. Like the last motherfucking gun. Like the last piece of bubble gum. I'm the only motherfucker popping. Young nigga used to push hard. Now the car is a push store. Family is who I push for. I'm the one bitches look for. Used to sell about a quarter sack. Throw me a bill, you get a quarter